Yep. Got it. Welcome to a very not so special holiday edition of Beerfield. I am your host, Chris Hopper, as always, joined by Ryan Miner and the commish himself. I didn't hear a drop. Oh, oh, same oh, my bad. That completely killed the joke I just made. Do that. <laughs> that. Damn it. Hold on. We're going to restart. I'm not going to restart anything else other than just saying we're going to restart that. Okay. We're gonna restart because that was start it. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Except I'm not really restarting the recording or the live stream. I'm just saying I'm gonna restart, and that's what we're gonna do. That's what makes this fun. Do you hear it now? Welcome to a not-so-special holiday edition of Beerfield. I am your host, Chris Hopper, as always, joined by Ryan Miner and the commissioner himself. Oh, you got, you got to boo. Oh, you you boo him like he's Goodell? Yeah, you got to boo him like he's Goodell. <laughs> How fucking old is that? I, I didn't know you got Nick on this show. That's impressive. Yeah, we're joined by... And I am at Nick Sparts. Oh, for God, you fucking made those shots. Oh, that, that is a callback if I've ever seen one. Oh, shit, I forgot to. Oh, one. my God. Huh? Nothing. Okay. No, we're good. We're good. We're good. All right. We're apparently good. Uh, we got semifinals week preview, week 16. Uh, we'll be going over some of that, discussing some of our Christmas wishes for the NFL and the rest of the NFL season or holiday wishes, whatever you celebrate. Or don't. However you do things. Respect anyway. What's up, Bama? Um, Ryan, you haven't said anything in this intro. I just feel like it needs more of your voice. Hello, hello, hello. We are brought to you by the FF Faceoff. Yeah, FF Faceoff. (laughs) Presented by FFFaceoff.com. Ryan (laughs) Ryan writes a lot of content. Ryan will make sure that you never forget that this is the FF Face that that we're sponsored by the FF Faceoff. And a lot of other people also write a lot of content there. Um, hope to ramp some up. Maybe even myself here in the in the rookie part of this. Started putting together my uh my vetting spreadsheet, which is the first step in my my rookie process, getting a list of everybody together that I need to pay attention to, that we need to take a look at as they declare, et cetera, et cetera. So Yeah, a lot of the guys over there are freaking knocking it out. A lot of guys are knocking it out over there. Dude, they have like over like 30, 40 rookie profiles already out. Nice. We even had to pull some down because of those players who've gone back for another, for 2023. So that's, see, that's why I don't start until late because that is a never ending fear of mine is I'm going to work up a player and get to the end of it and then they don't declare and I just wasted, you know, two to three hours of my life. Yeah. I did did the same thing. Why did this happen to me? 
it's like I, I go to claim them. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna wait until they, they say like it's done. You have to either declare or you're going back. Yep. Absolutely. A lot of guys have never heard of a lot of small school guys declaring. So that's fun. A lot of surprises going back. I mean, I was even surprised to see Bo Nix go back. I'm not. I'm not. I, I that dude needs as much time in college as he can possibly get. Just to become a day, just just to become a day two pick in the NFL, an eighth or a ninth year, who knows? You know, it's like who's the other guy that's like that? There's another guy, the guy from Georgia. Uh, <laughs> Isn't he like an eighth or ninth guy? Stetson Bennett. Oh, Bennett? I, was yeah. like, I, I know JT Daniels is. <laughs> JT Daniels has been forever since I was a child. That's <laughs> that's the good old COVID years when they fuck with everything. Goodbye. They do fuck with everything. You guys are like, like, how did he have three freshman seasons? <laughs> and then we became a junior. We just skipped right over sophomore. I have no idea how any of this works. Anyway. Right, sure. Oh, we got a trade question from longtime listener Bama. Sweet. Yeah, he just made a trade. He wants to hear our thoughts on it. This is a 10-team, six-man keeper league. So you're keeping a large, 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 large amount of portion. players. 60 yeah. players are kept every year. At max. So he just lost in the first round. He traded Henry for Swift and a contender second. So Henry for Swift in the second. Traded Henry for Swift and a contender second. So I, first off with the format of this, I, I would treat it more like dynasty than not, especially with these higher end picks. And I do like the idea of getting away from from Henry with Swift um we haven't talked a lot about dynasty value as we've worked through the year and I think that's kind of what you're playing with here I, I think that's how you evaluate this and I I do think that his dynasty value has taken a hit but he is still younger um there is still a good amount of upside there you have health questions I think it's safe to say that you know Swift and staying healthy are not things that are can be said in the same sentence at this point. Um, you know, I don't know what Jamal Williams contract situation is. You get the second round pick out of it too, which means that, you know, you are going to get an extra pick in some of the, what should be a shallow pool of available players. Yep. Um, I like the move. Uh, I think that you get a flyer and worst case scenario, you're going to get the opportunity to, to have, an extra first crack at what what will be a shallow pool of available players to draft. Slam dunk trade. Especially, younger. With Henry, especially with Henry Henry fading down the stretch a little bit. Yeah, this is a slam dunk trade. And you get a plus second Swift. on top. Plus Swift it, it will be this would be the final year with Jamal Williams right now too, because I think he only signed a two year contract with the Lions. So it could be Swift backfield plus oh, it's gonna be someone else back there. But I yeah, mean, they can't afford to keep. I mean, it depends. It depends if they want to go quarterback and and try to reap the benefits of a you know of a rookie contract, you know, Goff's contract. I'm, I'm I don't have it pulled up. So, so, so the, I, I think it's twenty some million. So Williams did is on a two year deal. He is a free agent after this season. Jared Goff, hold on, they have an out on Goff after this season with ten million in dead cap if they wanted to cut him. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you've got two more years of golf, and the way that he's played, I don't know that you feel like you have to cut him with a cap hit that's only twenty five million, right? I mean, that is that's not bad 
in the world of quarterback salaries for somebody that's shown down the stretch that they can be confident and get the ball downfield. That's not a bad deal at all at 25 mil. No. Well, there are talks of, I mean, there it's been rumblings that they may want to commit to them long-term, right? They're going to have, they're going to have a top 10 pick from the Rams more than likely. They're going to have a top. Especially top five now. Yeah. Top five. It'll, it'll finish between mm-hmm. top five, top 10. Maybe it maybe does get lower depending on what teams make runs at the end of the season. Plus you get the choice pick, which is aiming to be, you know, top 20, maybe more if, if they make us, you know, if they make some noise in the playoffs. So they're, I mean, they could go in with Goff, who's shown to be a above average quarterback when you have enough pieces in place, to, enough important pieces in place to make him a viable option back there, right? He's, he's a part of that Kirk Cousins mold where, you know, you can get viable, like he can be worthwhile in that spot if you want to continue to build around him. I just, they're in the prime position to take an elite quarterback prospect. Like it just feels, it'd be, it'd be a waste. And after a year, you know, then you cut Goff and hopefully the guy you drafted hits. But I don't think it'd be a waste because I think the way the Lions should go would be defense because that's their biggest I, struggle. I, I agree. And it's looking better. But if, if Will Anderson's there, for them, I mean, that's an obvious take. Yeah, because you know, defenses when you engage you to the playoffs consistently over a year, over a year, over a year, when you have a chance at a top five pick. Yeah, these guys aren't aren't guaranteed, but none of these prospects are ever guaranteed. So you, so you get a chance at a quarterback prospect, and you don't really have a young guy who's on that rookie contract. We've seen it's been now shown multiple times the importance of having a rookie contract on your quarterback. And again, they do have an out on golf, on golf after yeah, yeah after this year, but I don't know that that's the route that you want to go with the value that he's shown. I don't think that you know he's on an affordable deal. That's a trade piece if you go the quarterback route. That's not. I'm not a, saying get rid of him after you draft one. I'm just saying like just you know thinking out loud with it. And why you know Jamal Williams will probably be cut, but he could be kept if they decide. Jamal Williams is a free. Jamal Williams is a free agent. You wouldn't have to cut him. You don't have to cut him. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Jared Goff is the one that that has a cut there. Now, I will say we just went on to a complete Lions tangent without really getting him an answer. First and foremost, I we think gave him was, an answer. Oh, we all said slam dunk. Okay, let's stay yeah. on this Lions tangent for a minute. So, <laughs> DeAndre Swift has one year left on his rookie deal. You've got what Williams for four years, Amonra. You've got two years left. You got two years left to golf. You try to build up the defense, and then you're in a position to where you can, because, Dan, you're right. An individual defensive player does not get it done, but a good defensive unit is the difference between, you know, being able to make a deep run versus not being able to make a deep run. Can you step up and lock it down? The Bucks the last couple of years had to show massive improvements on defense to, to get there. The Rams had to you know, make some big moves on defense to get playmakers. If you can get playmakers on defense and multiple and shore that up, then you're a well-rounded, well-balanced team. And two years down the road, the remainder of Goff's contract, if, you know, you've gotten close, but he's not the guy, you're just in a position where you need to retool. You don't need to full-on, you don't need to full-on rebuild it. Now, yes, that's a, that means you could be playing in free agency for a quarterback. Sure. With some of the guys from a couple of years ago, you could end up on the trade market. You're trying to fill it. But, you know, I think that this man is a deeper dive into golf's performance. And do you feel like he's good enough to get it done? 
If not, then you have a trade piece that you move. You don't I mean if you go quarterback. I mean, they were one and six before this this, you know, b- you know, before this run started, right? It, it's not I, I get it, good quarterbacks and also going bad runs. I get that, but it, it it's you make you get those high end defensive players because you have a cheap quarterback contract. You shore up the most important position in football. The one that but has they have a cheap quarterback contract. It's half the price of most others right now. Yeah, yeah, but I you really can get that with yeah, but you can get yeah, but you can get that from a guy who who has a higher, you know, like who's better than Goff in terms of what his ceiling could be, and I think we've seen what Goff's ceiling is, and maybe you get a miracle run, like what the Rams did with him a few years ago, and then he takes you to a shit season because he can't carry a team. And, Unless he has all of his best players there, we have another question. So much that I want to keep. I'm sure Ryan loves it. Is this one for me? Let's go for Anthony. Anthony asked first. That's. I mean, I I I did not see his question pop yeah. up before Bama, so I apologize, Anthony, if you're still in here. I apologize. His question is really fancy related. It's, it's more. I mean, I guess you can kind of say this. He's asking if we think Zay Jones has surpassed Christian Kurt as the go-to receiver. Um. I think it's all based on who gets the top in coverage. Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> yeah, it's based exactly. on the matchup. Um, I mean, you've got Zay Jones, three of the last five weeks, double digits. Or double digits in targets. Christian Kirk, two out of the last five weeks, double digits in targets. So, yeah, I, I think that it really just depends. Um, Zay Jones has built on the viability that he showed outside for the the Raiders last year let's put it that way um I think that's multi that's generally what it boils down to is that you've got a 1a 1b type of of situation I think Zay's got a little bit more touchdown upside sure but I think overall as far as who's considered the one receiver and who's going to get the targets you're 1a 1b I would consider Zay 1a right now but I don't think he's fully surpassed him Ryan. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think it's, I think it's going to flip flop back and forth. It's all dependent on, cause I mean, the way Trevor Lawrence is like excelling right now is freaking crazy where he's actually, I'm not shocked at all. This is what was expected of him. I mean, yeah, it was expected of him, but it like, it's like, it, it's really taken off on him, but I think he's just going to use his receivers to the best of what he thinks is available to him at that time. So yeah, this week it could be Zay Jones. Next week it could be Christian Kirk. He knows how to use that balance. I mean, look what he did with Evan Ingram. When we, you know, the 11 reception, 152 yards and two touchdowns. So it's just, you you never know how it's going to work. It's just how Trevor Lawrence is going to work. Yeah, it, it's, I don't know if he's ever had, I mean, I guess maybe Justin Ross was a go-to receiver during his time in Clemson, but, you know, I guess maybe this is shocking, but Christian Kurt or Zay Jones aren't considered really go-to receivers. They're they're both, uh, like I agree with, with Hopper Ryan here, they're they're more they're more so a complimentary pieces to if they had a number one, right? Kurt was yeah. never viewed as a number one. He was just paid as number one, right? And and that I mean we can we can talk about that all we want, but Kurt is also a, a primary slot receiver. Slot receivers generally, generally, unless you're leagues, you know, leagues well over the best in the league, like a cup or a Michael Thomas when it's prime are considered your go-to receivers. Generally, that's an outside guy 
you know, that can work the boundary, that can work deep, that can work all three levels of the field. You know, a guy like Jefferson Diggs, you know, uh, hit Chase and so on and so forth. So I don't think either of them are, are true go-to receivers. I think as Ryan mentioned, I think it's it's who has a better matchup that week and who is working their way open more. Um, Because Lawrence looks both uh, Kurt and Zay Jones' way in the red zone, which is another true test. On third down, the same thing. Evan Ingram, as Ryan mentioned just a couple weeks ago, you know, 11 target game, big game, the biggest he's had in his career. And that's the best thing about Lawrence is, is that he can get his other other really pieces to really take off in that way. So a long-winded answer to wrap it all up is, sure, he surpassed him. It's week to week. Wait till next year, man, with Kelvin Ridley. It's going to be fun. That's gonna be a fun offense to watch. <laughs> it just it's wait till they draft a wide receiver one, and then it'll be really fun to watch. Oh my god, yeah. All right, we got a question from Damien. He wants to know this is more fantasy related here. He wants to know if Minshew is a good option this week, and we can kind of uh, let's do a. We don't have to go, you know, full on into it because we'll do that in the previews. But let's just kind of give a maybe a short preview to it. A preview to a preview. I think yes. That's just my own. I mean, if you don't think if you can't find anyone else out there, I mean, who else is available? And based on like the weeks, this week's type of like waiver wire, if you're saying like Brock Purdy, Russell Wilson, players like that, I still rather have Minshew over them just because I feel like that offense. I mean, he has finally a wide receiver one. Did you say Russell Wilson and and that group of people? I was it going just, down. Yeah, it just feels weird. No, 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 no. It feels very weird. It just feels weird. Like he was a. A top eight round pick at you know at QBs to QB leagues, and now it's I mean, been in the same breath. It's Brock Purdy and Daniel Jones and Jared Goff. Zach Wilson. It's, no, 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 not Zach. He hasn't fallen that far yet. Not well. Yeah, he has. I'm. I know. I'm joking, but yeah, Zach hasn't fallen that far yet. Yeah, I mean, last year when he played it, he was he played against the Cowboys Week 18. I think he had. He had under 200 yards, but two touchdowns and an interception. Only, only reason I know that is because I'm writing about him right now. So <laughs> he's actually part of my DFS play because he's cheap on DFS as long as Hertz is out. But mind you, last year when he played, he didn't have any wide receivers there. It was just Devonta Smith. I think it was Quez Watkins. Was Wa- was... Yeah, Quez Watkins. The Fulgham. Like, Jalen Oh, Trevor. Oh, yeah. Trevor Fulgham. Travis? Uh, Travis. Travis Fogel. I think I said Trevor. Same I difference. Trevor. Same. It doesn't matter. They're the same player. That's no, normal for you. Yeah, yeah. Minshew, Minshew's in that top tier of streamers this week, oh, I yeah, think, Brad if Morgan. you're you're looking yeah. to grab somebody. I mean, Purdy against the Commanders is is pretty well up there. I would say Cousins against the Giants if he's out there. Um, potentially either quarterback in the Raiders-Steelers game. But he's he's just as good as anybody else you're going to pick up off waivers with a bit more upside, just given the talent that's around him receiver-wise and everything. A.J. Brown, I think it makes a huge difference for him. I think that's a big help. And getting Goddard back. Yeah. Yes. It's uh, Dallas isn't a great matchup, but like I said... I Dallas isn't looking that good anymore on I mean, defense still, right now. They're still bottom half, again, or they're still top half against quarterbacks. And they've been, yeah, it's been a little, it's been a little rocky lately. They also place against the rising up and coming Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> the, yeah. All right. 
Where are we? Ninth beer and preview? Led to quarterback. No, we haven't even gotten to the beer preview. We've just been <laughs> in question. Uh, hey, by the way, I was sorting through some stats while we were doing all that talking about Jared Goff to come full circle. Um, yes, first circles. First yeah. circles. Full first circles? circles? Full circles. now? Uh, it's been a long day. First circles. <laughs> first circles. So to come full circle, um, in a lot of particularly counting stats, uh, Jared Goff is a top 10 NFL quarterback on a $25 million deal. Not a top 10 fantasy quarterback, but a top 10 NFL quarterback. However, there are some things there to not like as, as well. So I think to put a bow on all of that, the Lions have a decision to make, and I think you could justify it either way whether they wanted to build defense and try to win and build on what they have now, or they want to make a change at quarterback um, and, you know, try to draft somebody, bring in a rookie and either have Goff as a backup or move him to somebody that misses out on the QB derby that des- they, you know, desperately needs it. And I wonder, too, if uh, Ben Johnson, who's their offensive coordinator, has a huge thing to do with it because I've been hearing rumors of him as a head coach candidate for a lot of teams. So if he leaves, that that might change things up, too. I well, think it would be – I think it would be a mistake. Yeah. I think it would be a mistake to not at least have an attempt to take one this year. You've been building this roster for this exact moment. And Goff is great. I Hopper, I agree. You write out his contract and then – either sign up for cheaper or you go out and get another backup that can, you know, that can be a part of that. It's because golf's going to command more money in two years. If he continues to play well, then you have to pay a quarterback in which is above average at its highest, I guess good at his highest level. And you can't always expect the defense to carry you. He's right there with Carson Wentz next year. As far as cap, it goes, Jared Goff is, um, behind Watson, Carr, Prescott, Allen, Mahomes' extension doesn't kick in yet, and that's going to change in full force. Yeah, that's going to change yeah. soon because you have Lamar have Jackson to, contract and everything else too. Yeah, right. That's going to drive it down. But and he's going to be he'll he'll get more money too once he gets the second contract because of where the quarterback market is at that point. Yeah. All right, we got another question before we go to be Bama coming in at the eleventh hour. Coming in hot. We haven't even gotten to the beer preview because you motherfuckers got to know night now. If first doesn't play, and I think even if first does play, because I don't trust her this week at all. Watson Carr or Minshew. If first doesn't go. Or if first does go. All right, let me break this down. Watson's got the Saints, who have been absolutely porous and terrible. Yep. Uh, and he's starting to look better. Not but it's also outdoors. Great. And it's going to be a lot of snow. In Cleveland? Yes. Okay. Derek Hurst at Pittsburgh. Probably That's same thing. Same difference. <laughs> yeah. Or against Dallas in a, in a, in a, in a, in a retractable dome. dome? Is there is there's retractable? It's a retractable dome, but I mean they're not. It's not going to be. It's fucking Dallas. In yeah. Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this ain't 2012. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um. Let's see what Watson. I th- I think it's. I'm looking at you I now. I think it's Minshew. 
Um, the problem with the Saints is they're not going to push your pace of play. They're not going to push you to to score points. The last five weeks, 26 in points allowed to the quarterback, the Saints are. Um, and that's not because they're lighting the world on fire. It's because they're not going to push. They're not going to push pace. So that game's going to be really slow and methodical. Raiders Steelers looking at that one. Um, ugly. Yeah, a little bit. Steelers are giving up the least amount of points to the quarterback over the last five weeks. Was I looking at that right? Hold on. It depends who they've played. I don't I don't know how many good good quarterback teams last, have they played. Sorry. Last three weeks they've given up the least amount. They gave up 15 to Darnold, seven and a half to Huntley, 14 to Mariota, 16 to Ryan. Last good quarterback they played was Burrow. He put up 34. Yeah. 12 to Dalton. <laughs> yeah. 31 to Hertz. 18 to Tua. And we're back in the first part of the season. Yeah. Is Derek Carr a good quarterback? No. No. He does get, just... I mean, he does have Waller. Waller back help. But I mean, Derek Carr it's, and this Raiders team just, they're not very good. I think it's Minshew. I do too. Watson yeah, has not been good at all this year. I think next year is the time where you can, I guess, trust him. I mean, I, I hope he dies in a fiery flame, but that's just me. But next year, probably to trust him. Yeah. Well, Watson isn't good in cold weather too, either, right? I mean, from, like, he hasn't from what played. I remember, he really played three played games in mean, two years. I mean, it feels like so many years ago since the last time I seen him really actually play. Yeah. Do you want to? Look into this. That's something I thought about the other day, actually, is looking into splits like that. Because remember a couple of years ago when we had Ben and Breeze still in the league and we're like, they're bad on the road. You don't play them on the road. Like, who is that today? Who's bad on the road today? Who's good at home? Who's good at night versus bad at night? Who's good and cold versus not in cold? You know, shit like that. We hadn't done that in a while. Hadn't looked at that in a while. Anyway, for the Cowboys, um, you know, a little bit higher floor there as far as what they're giving up. They give it 23 to Rodgers, uh, 16 Daniel Jones, 19 to Matt Ryan, 34 to Lawrence. And Philly has a hell of an offense. Yeah. Yes. In the first, in the first place, this makes the decisions tough because there's so many situations in which Hurts can be taken from the game. You know, it blow out in another direction. He's benched, one bad hit, he's bent, or he's... Not bench because it's bad. Obviously, he's not going to play because they can't risk him. That's why I, I don't think Hurts is going to play this week. But maybe fucking ass and I don't know if he did. It matters for the division, though. They he's in a, he's Dallas in a would play. have to win. Dallas would have to win out. I thought they I were. Mean, they don't have to win out, right? They would have to win out. That's that. The last oh, yeah, time I saw, they would have they're to ten win and out. Four. You're right. You're right. I was thinking of something else. They're they're ten and four. I don't know where the hell my head was. Yes, they would, the have Packers. To, they would have to win out, including winning this game. Yeah. Because do you watch Monday Night Football last night? Because that's all they talked about was Packers having to win out, win out in order. No, to that's why I watch. That's why I watch the Manning out. cast, so <laughs> I don't have to listen to fucking Joe Buck and Troy, you know, Troy Aikman slobbering. Rogers, they do have to win out. And I looked at who has the best chance at winning out. The Cowboys could could win out i mean it's it's eagles if they can win that one it's titans and the commanders oh commanders are still tough too yeah i mean titans yeah, yeah. i mean both of them are 
They could win, but it's not unrealistic to think that Dallas can win out. Just saying. It's going to come down to, do they think they can win with the Minshew? And I think that they can. Yeah. And And either way, they're in the playoffs. But that one seed matters a lot. Yes. All right. Beer preview. Love beer. Oh, thanks, Nick. What's fueling beer fueled? I'm already like three quarters of the way through my first class of this. Well, that's <laughs> that's, that's a it, good sign. This that's might a be a sign. new record for how long it's taken us to get to the beer preview. We are 30 minutes into the show. <laughs> I, I was drinking another beer to let my other beer warm up. So, Good call. What are you drinking, Ryan? I am drinking Shorts Brewing Nitro oh, Cup of Joe, Ooh. which is a nit- nitro stout with coffee and milk sugar. Are you drinking morning? that out of the can? Yes, he is. Of course he uh, is. Pour that in a glass, Nitro, sir. All right, I'll be right back then. Yeah, hard pour that in a glass. You're not going to yeah, be yeah, It's, it's going to come out pretty flat otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not a Guinness where you can get away with that. Uh, some people's kids. I'm <sighs> Noobs. I am... Uh, I'm drinking... Uh, All right. He's wearing AirPods. He can still hear us. He can hear us there, that's for sure. <laughs> What a dick. No, I'm kidding. All right, I'm drinking Brickstone Breweries. This is something I found in my fridge because I forgot. Ooh, I haven't had Brickstone in forever. Yeah, so this is a uh, a 2020 Dark Secret variant. This oh. is the Vanilla Espresso. Um, I did roll the can to kind of mix up any of the adjuncts that may have fallen to the bottom of the can, which is definitely a real thing. And uh, spoiler alert, both of the coffee and vanilla are on there. Vanilla is pretty faint. Coffee is fighting true and strong after two years in my mini fridge. As it will be. Vanilla yep. will fade before coffee will. Um, all right. Speaking of things that are adjuncted to shit that. Um, hard pour it, Ryan. Hard pour it. Hard pour. It's, it's a Don't goddamn. Go easy. Yeah. It's, just it, it's straight a nitro. In there. there you go. Get in there. Yeah. There you go. Come Get on. in there. That's going to improve your experience. Fucking rookies, man. By the way, we should actually talk about that that for a second. You guys second. are dicks, so, you know that? <laughs> Not that actually, I heard it like 37 seconds ago, but you guys are dicks. I know. <laughs> um, We should I probably talk about that, actually, before we, before we, in all seriousness, let's talk about the poor for a second. Yeah. A couple misconceptions about the poor and things you should know about the poor. First off, anytime you're drinking something that's adjuncted or heavily hopped, put it in a damn glass. Because so much of what you get out of that is aroma-based, and those aromas do not release well in the can. So if you want the full experience of beers, you drink IPAs all the time. You should be drinking those out of a glass, too, really. But if you want the full experience of a beer, you should be drinking it out of a glass because that's going to allow the aroma to hit you, and it's going to allow you to pick up on more flavors of that. Now, that doesn't so much apply to lagers or basic stouts or, you know, some ales, things, pilsners, ales, things that aren't like super overly complex, more so light lagers. Pilsners have some aromas to them, especially the European ones. But most things you should be drinking out of a glass. Light lagers, some ales, the exception there, um, because it really doesn't matter. As far as um, nitro 
versus CO2 carbed. Nitro is going to be creamier and it's going to taste flat when you drink it out of a can. That's why, like Dan said, hard pour that damn thing. Because when you hard pour it, you're going to agitate all of that, kind of force it up towards the top. It's going to give you a creamy experience without tasting flat. Nitro out of a can or bottle is just going to taste like flat beer. Other thing is uh, if you went to college, you probably know the old adage of I'm going to try to pour this beer without head to get as much beer in the glass as I can. You absolutely don't want to do that either. That head on the beer helps to, to trap CO2 and release aroma out of the beer. So that's going to enhance your flavor. So a good one to two inches, uh, you know, actually probably one to four inches ahead on most beers is a good thing. Dan smiling. Just, just a tip. Just a tip, boys. Just, just a, tip. a tip. Just just the length of the tip. Wait, you gotta remember most college kids are drinking like butt ice. They are. And, daylight. Yeah. Yep. And also if somebody gives you a frosted glass, throw it at them. <laughs> My least favorite thing is you want a frosted glass? No, I want you to throw them out of the fucking fridge and then oh. close down your bar because you're doing your customers. You serve Bud drink. Light in frosted glasses because it makes it easier to drink because it kills all the flavor. <laughs> Uh, and sometimes there are beers. There are beers specifically made. It's, it's a bit of a popular trend in Europe, yes. where you want to hard pour them. There, there are pilsners where they want to hard pour and slowly get to a spot. Obviously, if you full pour the whole thing, you might get some over the you know the bottle, but they'll have specific bottle to hard pour, and they want you to experience the beer in which the brewer wanted it to be done. And some of those beers are done as a true hard pour. You can I like wear frosted glasses though sometime too. So you guys can throw glasses at me when you see me. It just depends I mean, on what it is. Yeah. IPAs usually. Like if it's certain IPAs, like sessions and stuff like all that. All the fucking hop aroma. Basically just the sessions. It's okay. You drink the sessions beer. Are just you drink ABV, the way though. you want. They're not to. lower hops. Yeah. Yeah. Hops don't add any alcohol. Another thing that we can debunk hops do not add any alcohol to a beer. That's true. Double dry hopped and triple dry hopped does not mean more alcohol. It's double nope. IPAs that give you more, more alcohol. Double dry hop, triple dry hop, dry hopping in general is not a stronger beer. It's stronger flavor. And Bama agrees. That and strong, good, sorry, yeah. stronger aroma, not even necessarily flavor. Yeah, just yeah, just gives you it just, enhance, just enhances the hops. But hops are like malts. You get them too cold, you don't get the aroma out of the beer. Yeah, just some tidbits. If you want to learn more about that. Um, there's a ton of it on YouTube and the, uh, Cicerone server, cer server certification goes into a lot of that. You can find any materials of that online. Ryan, we're going to need you to do that. Um, <laughs> by next year, we got a question. Like, I swear to God, the, the, these like pop up, like not in order. And then they like rotate themselves. So it looks like I've, I've been missing I mean, people. Since he's just a second year player, I think Drake would be the one I'd take a shot at. <laughs> oh, Nick, Nick, I don't know you want to take a shot on Drake. <laughs> no, Nick, not this week. Alright, so we have a defensive question because we know how much we love to dive in the defenses here. It's from Jacob. What's up, Jacob? He's asking, should I start the Dallas defense versus Philly? No. Other options are Tennessee versus Houston or Cleveland Versus Saints, I think we all can say that Dallas. And you don't start Dallas against not the answer, even no. if it's Minshew. Yeah, is there uh, anyone else available? No, actually, hold on. Cleveland against the Saints, I don't, don't I, necessarily hate. Cleveland's I like defense that. has been. 
I don't like a that. little bit hot here lately. Saints are not putting up points. It's good floor. Sack potential. You have an immobile quarterback. Yep. And one of the league's best pass rushers, which is why I don't I don't hate Dallas's defense if you don't get a heavy negative to points allowed because of the sack and turnover potential. Right. Uh, t- so sorry, go ahead. No, I was just to say Tennessee. The matchup's fine. Houston's played teams tough the last couple of weeks, so it's they've been a little bit of a trap. So um I'd try away from that one too. I think I like Cleveland's the most out of those three. That's all I was gonna say. I, I'm with you on Cleveland. Ryan, where are you at? Are the charges available? <laughs> like, didn't we do between like, between they, these three, Ryan, who do you I, like? I, and then maybe we'll talk about other teams. I fucking hate defenses, man. I really do. Because well, I always feel like it in the... Well, in redraft, defense. Oh, 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 no, no, no. oh, oh, hold on. He's got Denver against oh. the Rams. Oh. Cincinnati at New England. But Denver's gonna be without Hubbard, but Denver against the Rams is really good. Yeah, that's what I want. Give me Denver. He had no fucking clue until I told you. Bullshit. I have Denver on my team last week, so I know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Bullsh- Bullshit, <laughs> Cotton. Yeah, give me Denver. I like uh yeah, yeah. I think we're all in agreement, right? Brian, are you in a, are you gonna finally answer? Yes, Denver. Okay. <laughs> we know we know Denver. Come on. Thanks, Satan. Denver. Oh, it, it, wait, it, sorry. Santa, I get the two confused. It is. <laughs> you know what? I, it I'll is against again, our boy Baker. Yeah, but Baker did not have a good Monday. The, the whole team looked terrible Monday. Besides Cam Akers, oddly enough. I started Cam Akers, and he won. He started won Vince Garonic. That never works out for me. Fire him into the sun in the offseason. Ooh, Charger available as well. Holy crap. Yeah, well. All hmm. the defenses are available. Who are they playing? Colts. Are the Bills available? The Colts. The Bills, Bills probably aren't available. The Bills, no, the Bills are the most overdrafted defense, probably. Chargers got the Colts. Also interesting, but I like I like the Rams and Baker yes, more than Matt Ryan and the Colts. You want sacks and turnover potential. A points allowed isn't it's important to an extent, but sacks and and turnover potential are, are what you're really looking for. Right, Colts are going to clean up that shit show from last week. I think a little bit. So <laughs> I would probably go in order: Broncos, Browns, Chargers. I was totally chuckling high during that game. Like the first half, I'm fucking screaming, pulling my hair out. Shouldn't have started Kirk Cousins. Shouldn't have started Dalvin Cook. I screwed up. At the end of the game, 80 points. I was happy. Um, I mean, as a Vikings fan, I was very happy. Yeah, well, that was a roller coaster for you too. It's been the Viking season. I think someone tweeted out and say this is a perfect example of the twenty-two Vikings and the twenty-two Colts. This game, in its entirety, is is that perfect example. I'm like, that's that's true. It's, it, it's just Matt Ryan luck. I still have not. I given feel bad my damn him. beer preview. <laughs> by the way. <laughs> We are 45 <laughs> minutes into this show. I have not mentioned at all what I'm drinking. Have you drank your beer yet? Have you drank the whole thing? Yet, I, too? I, dude, it's a fucking bomber and it's empty. Uh, you, might as well, <laughs> you, you might as well just hit the beer review button afterwards. That's, that's what's left of that. All right. What are you drinking? I am drinking peanut butter cup s'mores, absence of life. And we have another so, question. No, I'm, I'm totally, uh, hold on. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Good one. <laughs> I am drinking peanut butter cup s'mores, absence of, absence of light. 
Um, this is also a couple of years old. It has been in the fridge the whole time. Um, still waiting on it to warm up a little bit to see what's what exactly is left on it. So this is an older beer, um, but need to clean out some bombers. So some going with it. Made the mistake of aging an adjuncted beer. That's it. That's all. Can we do some? Can we do some news? There's yeah yeah. There's, there's another question. There is that. I was totally. I'm going through to make sure I didn't miss anything because uh, apparently they just pop up out of nowhere. No. Um, all right, let's kick off some news here before we get off the rails too much. <laughs> oh, thanks, Nick. <laughs> oh, wait, little little late. We're already off the rails yeah. too much. Sorry, Daddy. Sorry, so, Dad. Sorry, Dad. Should have should have used that one earlier. I didn't know. Remember that it said before we get off the rails too much. I mean, I mean, we talk so much. Nick can't get a word in. Right. <laughs> Where did I put the news? There it is. Uh, okay. Jalen Hurts injured his shoulder against the Bears. He's truly questionable this week. Gardner Minshew is back up. We talked about that a lot already. Uh, I don't think we need to do that anymore. I have, it- Hertz, I have Hertz in every league that I'm I'm in, playoffs or facing them. Just yes, want to throw that too. out there. Uh, Kenny Pickett. Is there a trade deadline in the listener league? I th- they happened a couple weeks I, ago. I think Nick does have one, yeah. Damn, fucking! Rookies. I would have offered you a quarterback. I have bacon. <laughs> I couldn't even get it out. Yeah, Baker. <laughs> I have. Uh, I have the. Uh, you were the chosen one. I'm out here in your league. This is actually the argument for uh, trade deadlines in the playoff because I'm out here in your league now. Like, all right, I got these running backs that were one year rentals. Anybody want anything? I don't think it's not an argument against it. It is. Uh, uh, you want to read? Nobody's biting on it though. Yeah, I see. It's it's like it's like trade deadlines is it's like not having deadlines doesn't mean that everyone's gonna trade. Yeah. You know, all over the place because we really haven't no had deadline. anything after when most trade deadlines would have happened, honestly. It's almost like people are deciding whether or not they want to go all in mid season. It's yeah. almost like it's almost like that's determined with or without a deadline. Yep. Uh, Kenny Pickett going to return this week after his second concussion of the season, so he will start against Vegas. Khalil Herbert activated off IR by the Bears, so uh, they get the Bills. That'll be... I don't know. I feel like that'll be fun in a couple years. Uh, Zach Wilson has been named the Jets' Week 16 starter after a decent showing last week. Mike White has three broken ribs, so... That man gave his entire body up to that team. Yes, he did. He, did. <laughs> he was in and out of that game. <laughs> like, it's like just let the man go to rest. Like Buffalo has destroyed him. Just let him die peacefully. Let him, they couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. You know, oh if he had a little bit more mobility, he might have been able to avoid that Milano hit. Oh, God. That was the cleanest, roughest hit I've ever seen. Yeah. It was solidly so, clean. It was so it good. Was... It was like perfect technique. It was a perfect hit. Jonathan Taylor, IR, uh, ends his disappointing fantasy season. Jordan Wilkins signed to the active roster. Um, Your three-headed backfield there is Wilkins, Zach Moss, and Deion Jackson. So, Deion Jackson. (laughs) I've been seeing Zach Moss as, like, the top waiver pickup. Remember all that talk? Remember all that talk about how you should take Jonathan Taylor over injury-prone Christian McCaffrey? Man, what a great conversation. Yeah. 
What a good time. It's almost like running backs are just a 50-50 crapshoot. But you know what? God damn it. Jonathan Taylor has never been hurt. So I feel like going back to 2017, as long as we've been doing this, the consensus RB1 has not been the RB1. It, it, it's there the still the there still has never been an RB one in back to, like someone's never finished as an RB one in back to back seasons ever. I think McCaffrey and maybe Gurley has gotten close. Yeah, like think the closest they they stayed top tier for a little bit. David Johnson was top tier for a couple of years too, wasn't he? I mean, he had yes. his, he had no. I mean, he had he had his two thousand two seventeen breakout season, and then he immediately got hurt the following year. And we went against Detroit. That's right. Uh, Bama's got one more question for us. This is okay. a real thing. Uh, QBs, Jackson, Murray, Huntley, McCoy, Zach Wilson. It's a lot of QBs. It's a lot had of names. To, right? Had to buy, but for semifinals, feels for Murray, what's the, what's the plus? So he's looking to move Murray for Justin Fields. Oh, my God. This is, I'm assuming, a super flex league. So he's got Lamar Jackson, uh, Kyler Murray, the backups of those two, so Tyler Huntley and Colt McCoy, and then Zach Wilson. And he's asking us, what do you think, what do you need to add on top of Kyler Murray to go out and get Justin Fields? So what's the highest, what's the highest you could go, you would want to go, and where are you kind of most comfortable at with this? Well, what do you have to trade? Because that's what makes it like yeah easier to understand. Like like what well, to I do, mean, sure, you know, but like outside of quarterback, are you throwing are you throwing draft picks yes. on top like, of there? You have to. I don't think yeah, you get it done without them. Sure. So, what draft pick would you like? Well, plus, what does the field owner have? Like, what does the field owner need a wide receiver or running back? You know, you have to look at that too. I get that. But what on top yeah. of, of Murray are you looking for? We don't like you can dive into his roster. Sure. Okay, without diving into rosters too deep, because I think that this is one that you really have to tailor. I don't this is a hard one to answer in a vacuum without yeah. getting into too much of the details, which is why Ryan wants to go there. Not easy to answer in a vacuum. Outside of that vacuum, I need either let's see, it's super flex. So you're looking for at least multiple. You're looking for one or two first just because of Murray. It's tough because they're both young. Murray just got paid, so you have... Murray just got paid. I think Fields has significantly more upside given the nothing around him and how much of that he's shown this year. Well, especially for um, next year, too, with Murray being injured. Correct. And with Cliff potentially on the way out, a shakeup in offenses and Murray's top weapon being on the wrong side of 30. Um. But the Hopkins mobility thing, he's on the wrong side of twenty nine. Then wrong side of twenty nine. Then <laughs> he will be uh, on the I, wrong side of thirty. That's how age works. <laughs> well, as, I mean, if you if you're thirty, you're you're on you're you're on the right side of thirty. And he is on the wrong 30. side of thirty. He's thirty years and one hundred ninety seven days. Is he thirty years? God damn. Yeah. So still thirty one. I think so, his rules. He's suck fine. it. Um. <laughs> anyway, yeah, he's thirty one. Which yeah. He's got some of the talent, but he's not getting. He has since his first two weeks back, no games over 100 yards, one touchdown. Murray, you worry about the mobility coming. In. So long way of saying that it would have to be probably. I I feel like to get Fields with Murray, you'd have to give up either a second 
or probably somebody in that wide receiver, that low wide receiver two flex range to do it. I don't know that there's a running back right now that you can part with that gets it done on top of it. I mean, and I don't think you're going to bundle two quarterbacks together. I think you can probably get Murray and like, it depends how high you want to go for running back. I think you can do Murray. If you have a high 23 first, that could be Bijan Robinson. That, I mean, there's a lot of people that are so high in Bijan that they would make that, they would potentially take that deal for Fields or for Murray or when giving up Fields. Well, hold on. Are we all on the same page that Fields has more value than Murray? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. That's, I, I assumed we all were on the same page because I figured, yeah. I'd be willing to start with Murray and McCoy, just get that package Arizona deal. To go, See, at least you have McCoy's a quarterback a, coming back. Yeah, but McCoy's a useless piece to me at this point in the season, right? If I'm willing to get rid of Justin Fields, I'm I want a second. Playoffs, yeah. What the hell do I need McCoy for? Yeah. Next season. I want a second round. No, I no. want a second round pick. Like, I, wanna... I, I I think you can maybe start with Marina first. If you don't want to give up any valuable you know, I think players you have, I think Marina first gets the conversation. I don't know if it gets it done. I would have tossed out Murray in a second is the conversation starter before I went immediately to a first, but it's you're if you're in the ship, Dan's probably right. It's going to have to be Murray in a first because you're at the back end of the first. Yeah. And, and you're, I mean, this is where, this is where value slightly changes. You are coming to the championship. You are coming up to the, the last two weeks of this season. Their value is going to ramp up because you're looking to get a deal done sooner rather than later. You're going to have to pay a premium to get it done right now. It's 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 not the off season or we're not in the middle of, of this season where you where you have both players so healthy. This is as Hopper mentioned, you're paying a premium for this. So I think Murray in a you know and a mid to late first. It depends how high your first is. So if you want to go players, you're going to have to give up somebody that's in that mid to high wide receiver two range. I think. Yeah, he said it's a yeah. Debbie. It's a, he said it's slightly Debbie depleted, so first round picks aren't as, got as valuable. valuable, especially high end players that are probably. Then you gotta already, give, then you gotta give up first easily. Yeah. Like Bryce John would have be gone, Stroud be gone, Bijan would be gone. Yeah, if it's Debbie depleted, you have to give up at least yeah. a first, if not more. Then, yeah, because so, you end up Debbie depleted like that, then your draft picks lose value too. Now he says he needs running backs. The guy he's, he could be trading with he's running backs, and that that's he's Mike Williams. Mike Williams is yeah, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. yeah, I would upgrade. I would take an upgrade from Marita Fields and pay Mike Williams. I'm fine with that. I would do that in a heartbeat because yeah, I, don't I don't think don't Mike, Williams, Mike Williams. <laughs> I think he's a free agent this year too. I don't think Mike Williams. Signed no, him. he signed last he year. Signed last year. Yeah. What was his deal? Was it a four year deal? Extension. I, think, I thought it was like four for. It was four for something. It was like sixty-four and a half million, I think. I want to say off the top of my head. That's what I, I was go... thinking. It was four in the sixth year. It was a three-year deal. Mike Williams, Deontay Johnson, Sorry. guys, four years. Guys, maybe on bad teams. Running back wise, it's really tough. You can try to leverage a, a Miles Sanders, a David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs, guys that are all free agents this year. And try to hope that they don't resign with their team, so you you gain the value, the slightly less value of of them gone, or, or like you you gain the unknown away from, you know, from those guys. Three that's for sixty if, on Williams, by the way. Okay, so yeah, so it's a three year on top of his fifth year this year. It's crazy no, that Justin Fields already has a thousand rushing. He actually hit now. free agency. This was not his. 
was his fifth? Oh, that's right. They didn't, they didn't pick, pick up his fifth year option. So he actually that's... hit free agency. So this was right. the first year of a three year, 60 million deal. Yeah. Mike Williams would be that, be that type of receiver, but that's a really good question. Bam. And that's just speaks to the, uh, you are right. It's difficult without knowing every single team. He said he could get Lawrence, but he wants Murray and Brees Hall. Would you move Murray and Brees Hall for Trevor Lawrence? No. Yeah. That's why that. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I view, I feel higher than Lawrence. Yeah. Maybe feel... Murray Brees for, depending on who he has at running back, he can maybe do a, a swap, swap, but I don't know. I mean, I love Lawrence. And, well, and I don't know. Like if... Really good before the injury, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. And he should take that starting role back as soon as he comes back. Just and it was early enough in the season to where I'm not worried about him next year. So and it was not a Dobbins or Javonta Williams type ACL tear where there was more damage to the knee instead right. of just ACL. So it was a clean break, or I guess a clean tear in this case. Yeah. But yeah. I think we're all in a yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We're on the same page. Yeah. Yep. All right. Beer preview. <laughs> You mean beer review? No, no preview. You still gotta go. That's why you're not done yet. We're now we're into the show. <laughs> All right. So absence of light, peanut butter s'mores. It's a milk stout um, with vanilla marshmallow flavor, peanut butter, seven and a half percent. Um, peanut butter cups. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I'm done. There, there's my beer preview. Rest of the news, because we were in the middle of that too. That's right. We were on the news board. Uh Dallas Goddard, minutes in. Jesus. Dallas Goddard activated from IR. Last time out with Minshew, he was six for one oh five and two against the Jets. Uh Matthew Stafford confirmed that he has no plans of retiring, and the Packers waived Sammy Watkins, later signed by the Ravens. The most easily predicted move of this entire season. Watkins going back to Baltimore. Yep. Anything else on the news? No. Uh, okay. We'll we'll, we'll 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 find out during previews. Great. Christmas wishes. We're gonna do this quick. NFL Christmas wishes. It's the holiday season. And as we look at playoffs and Black Monday and where teams are, and we all have once. So. I'll start. My first want for the holiday season in the NFL is I want Jacksonville and Detroit to make the playoffs. I want to root for an underdog, and I want to have a good underdog to root for. And if I have two, then it's even better. Detroit's in the wild card hunt, and Jacksonville and Tennessee will likely come down to week 18 for the AFC South title. Are they playing each other? They are. Oh, fuck yeah. And there's about three, because Jacksonville holds a tiebreaker right now. Yep. There's about three or four different ways. They don't have to be tied going into it. Jacksonville just has to keep pace. The only way that is not a tiebreaker game is if Jacksonville doesn't keep pace. And when I looked at the remaining schedules, they should be either one game apart like they are right now or tied going into week 18. Jacksonville's got the Jacksonville's got the head-to-head tiebreaker. Tennessee has the better division record at the moment, which is the second tiebreaker. So Jacksonville could be winning in. 
And for the Lions at seven and seven, they are uh they went out there almost for sure in, in the NFC. And they could win out. They have one of the easiest schedules compared to for the rest of the NFC. Uh, they do. North. They do. They do indeed. And they could absolutely win out. So, and I don't even think they necessarily have to win out. They pretty much have to leapfrog Washington. Yeah, which is not much because Washington has what, a half game because of the tie? Correct. Wait, they have a tie? Yeah, yeah, Washington has yeah a they tie. tied. They tied the Giants in week 13. Oh, damn. I oh, completely wow. forgot about that. I, I just, yeah, again, so much I care about Washington. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I want an underdog to root for, and Jacksonville and Detroit are the two that are closest to doing it, and I like both teams. So, I mean, I don't want Detroit to be good long-term, but as long as the Bears suck, I'll root for somebody, that a team that hasn't had a lot of success the last two decades plus. Two decades? Since okay. like 1953, <laughs> you guys have made the playoffs since then. Yeah, like 2011. I think they've had like two or three playoff berths. I, I think I was the same age as my son last time they actually won a playoff game. Oh no, I was God. actually younger than him. 92 was the last one, so I was. There was three. That division. I was, on, I was going on seven. The North is going to be so fun next year with uh, with Detroit and Chicago. Chicago improved, yeah. And it'll be even better because the Packers should be the bottom of the barrel then. Yes, please. Oh, another question. <laughs> ETN on Thursday or Alvin Kamara against the Browns? So I'm going ETN versus I'm, I'm the going, Jets? I'm going ETN. I'm going all ETN on that one. Alvin Kamara, yeah. like everybody wants to focus on Jonathan Taylor being disappointed. Alvin Kamara, disappointing. Alvin Kamara was a top five running back pick and he's giving you one RB2 touchdown. Yeah. One touchdown and no receipt and like two games of receiving upside all season. Give me ETN. Yeah. God, the saints are so bad. Like remember when he was, you know, cracking, I mean, I guess he had a hundred total yards this past week, but Jesus Christ, he's over a thousand scrimmage yards again for his, for the season. He hasn't been as disappointed as Jonathan Taylor. But yeah, he's but the freaking running the, the touchdowns, man. That's what we all drafted for was the touchdowns. Yeah, he's got three and they're touchdowns not there. The well, that's why that's... you don't draft for touchdowns, first off. Touchdowns no, you... are fluky and they're hard to predict. They're fluky and no, hard to do predict. He's got year. three on the season, though. He had nine last year. He had 20 in the year before. One game this year. Yep. Three times in one game. That's it. Fuck you, Dennis Allen. You're yep. not getting your best player more involved. Yeah. Camara is in. Kamara isn't bad, Randy. Kamara is just stuck in a bad scheme and a bad offense. Yeah, that has uh, that has pissed away and all their fortunes because of the Drew Brees era. And he had a good floor game against Atlanta, but he, you know, you have to go back one week before that to find disappointment, and then the week before that you were kind of disappointed, and then the week before that it was okay floor, and then the week before that you were disappointed, and the week before that you were disappointed. So. It's not that he's bad, but the scheme and the team around him has gotten worse. As it's gotten worse, as it goes for running backs, it's just harder to produce. Randy, I have no clue why Winston isn't starting, but I don't even know if mm. Winston could have saved his team again. This is this yeah, is a scheme problem. Been. He went from, yeah, he went from Sean Payton in a offense that wanted to feature him to 
whatever the fuck Dennis Allen runs and whatever the fuck offense they have. Yeah, he's got fewer targets this year than last, or he's got three more targets this year in, than he did last year in one more game. I mean, it's just the utilization just isn't there. He's, you know, I don't want to use him at the goal line either because but... it's Jawan Johnson. That's exactly it. It's, it's Taysom the t- Hill. The touchdowns. Yeah, Taysom Hill. The touchdowns is the big drop off for him uh, over the last three seasons, and you know he's gone from twenty one to nine to three. The scrimmage yardage between this year and last year is about the same. Target volume between this year and last year is about the same. Utilization between this year and last year is about the same. Uh, it's a good comparison right now because he's played the same number of games as last year. Damn near. Um, but yeah, it, it's touchdowns are the biggest drop off for him. So yeah, I I'm, I'm on ETN. That's not saying Kamara is a bad player, but the saints offense is out of sync and not good. And they win ugly when they win. Yeah. The answer is Kamara. Offense is coming up. He'll you take said, his, you said, you said the answer is Kamara. The, the answer is ETN. The answer is ETN. <laughs> yes. The other Kamara, the kryptonite of, ETN. So Bam asked, is Kamara does Kamara just die in your roster? You can try to move no. him this offseason when the uh if Dennis Allen's the one and done. Yeah. I don't know that he'd you know well what's Sean Payne might come back. I mean he Sean, was he was rumored to come Sean, back. Sean Payne's not going back to New Orleans. No way. He'll go to like he Dallas or some shit. NFL. I don't know. Yeah. He'll... The Chargers. I like to see him go to the oh, Chargers. God, I'd be imagine him with Justin Herbert. Ooh. Drew, Drew, Drew Brees 2.0. Drew Brees with a, a far better arm. Well, Kamara's stuck in New Orleans, and they gave up their their first-round pick. So, yeah, he might die on your roster, actually, if they can't find other ways to improve this team. The Saints are in a bad way right now. There's no problem with selling low. I think we always – I think I think for a long time, we you know, we, we frowned upon – Selling lower, buying high, and there are times where it can always get lower than what you think it is too. So Kamara could be that guy. Just you want to get out a little earlier. He's getting older too. Well, we talked about the seventeen class starting to age out, which ages us because that's the first year we did this. But yeah, especially the backs are going to start aging out. Excuse me, aging out here soon. You know they're getting in the late twenties and. I can see resurgence. He's got a, he's got a great skill set that can allow him to play a little bit longer. He just you, he needs to land in a better a better scheme fit and just a better and, and, and more productive offense. Or New Orleans just needs to figure it out. But the problem is they don't have a lot of leverage to figure it out right now, and they don't and they don't have a coach that wants to maximize the potential of them. Yeah, they screwed up trading that. Yeah, pick. fucking two targets last week. I mean, well, and his cap hit goes up the next three seasons, so you yeah. can't even trade him. Yikes. Whoops. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Jumps from six million this year to sixteen million next year. Ugh. Puke. What's the what and what's the dead cap on that? God, it might be Winston next year because of the uh, <laughs> I'm having no money. Nineteen if they cut him. Oh my gosh. Now it's after next season at nine million in dead cap. Yeah. That's still a lot high, especially for what they need on that team. They need a lot. You they might be able to move lot. them in the off season when people forget about this year. Uh, yeah, let some things happen with the Saints over the off season, then you might be able to get out of them. Your cell window on Camaras now, though. Yeah. Yep. Yes. No or problems. your window's not now, but you should be looking for it. Yeah. Be hunting for that win- window. Anyway, 
Uh, Ryan. Hello. What do you want Santa to bring you on the NFL slate for Christmas? Well, you asked for partially the same thing I want because, you know, me being a Lions fan, I would actually would like to see the Lions make the playoffs. But also, I don't want the Green Bay Packers to win another freaking game now. Me too. <laughs> I mean, because I, I want them to win yesterday. There. I wanted them to win yesterday. So that was, you know, like, you know, that one gift you get to open early. So, like, to me, like, them beating the Rams is like an early Christmas present because it's like, I need the Rams to lose because I want the Lions to have that higher pick just yep. for that reason. But after the game, the comment that Roger said about, you know, he basically kind of talked trash about the Lions in a way. And it's just like, you know what? Screw you. I hate you. I hope you lose every game here on out. I do not like you. <laughs> so I want them to lose every game. That's my that's my Christmas wish, them to lose every game. And they just choke. And the Lions just went out and get the seventh seed. And then we just, I mean, if we lose in the first round, we still made the playoffs after that'd be what? 11 years since our last playoff appearance. Yeah. I can get behind that. Dan. I want Nathaniel Hackett to get the fuck out of here. Denver. It's got a great collection of players, right? Russell Wilson is not nearly anywhere near as bad as, as what this season would suggest. Cortland Sutton in the middle of his deal. You get Tim Patrick back, Jerry Judy. Um, one more year left on his before he becomes a fifth-year option. They decide to pick that up. You have Rising Star and Greg Dolchich. You have KJ Hamler to also expand the field. You know, work the work the deep threat. So get Nathaniel Hackett the fuck up out of here. Let this offense find a way to be productive. That can give us all the fancy points in which we all deserve when we bought into this team this year. Well, that covers one of my other ones, which was a swift firing of Arthur Smith, Nathaniel Hackett, and Matt Canada. <laughs> I mean, I would agree with all those two. Yeah. And Cliff uh, Kingsbury. I figured, that's oh, what yeah. you were, I figured that's what you were going to say, so I wasn't going to steal that one from you. <laughs> um, all right, cool. Uh, my second wish this year for the Bears to hold on to the number two overall draft pick and then move back with Indianapolis, Atlanta, Seattle, or Carolina um, to recoup draft capital. And then they go wide receiver for fields and invest the rest in the offensive line and the defense. Ryan? I'm looking. All right, then I will go. I want the number two seed for the Vikings. Ooh, I want them to win I, out. Not the one seed. Don't aim too high. One yeah. seed is pretty much impossible unless you really think that Philly's going to lose out every game, I, which I don't believe will happen. Hey, miracles, two, miracles happen. Yeah, and oh, it doesn't mean that even it. and that even if they get the one seed, even if Philly gets the one seed, it doesn't mean that they're guaranteed winning both of their games either. Number two seed is important for big things, two reasons. Obviously, first round. In the wild card round, you get a home game. But the second round against potentially San Francisco, which will likely be the three seed of this scenario, and they'll land not Dallas. Because Dallas right now, we all can agree, is probably going to be the fifth seed unless unless something wonky happens the next three weeks. Dallas will likely end with be the, the first fifth wild seed. Card, yeah. And they'll like and they'll play against what we all believe probably still to be Tampa Bay coming out of the of the South here. But Minnesota getting the second seed. <laughs> it's gonna be Carolina. Oh my god, even better. Um, Minnesota getting the second seed could 
could then, you know, guarantee them in quotes because it's off to win the first week, a second home game, which could give us a chance at redemption against Philly if they also went out. So give me, uh, I really want them to get the second seed. Um, and also, please, please, for the love of God, don't come out flat after your incredible comeback against the Giants because I'm kind of expecting it. <laughs> I thought how bad they were against uh, against the Eagles after the Saints game and the Miracle. Right. All right, I got mine. Go ahead. I want Tom Brady. I want Tom Brady to retire after the season. <laughs> yeah, please. please. I want Aaron Rodgers. He can bring him too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a bogo. Take Rodgers. Bring one, get one. Indeed. Just because I mean, he showed Sunday night. It's like, why are you still playing? <laughs> it's just, and you look at it, and it's just like Jesus Christ, man. If you weren't Tom Brady, you would have been benched. But since sure. you're, t- but since you're Tom Brady, you're not going to get benched, and you're going to blame everyone else. His contract's up after this year too, isn't it? He's yeah. on that. He's on that wacky. Um, uh, it's like a four-year deal, but they're all void years. They are all void years. I yeah, see that. I, yeah. It's 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 just Rogers spread, is kind of like that too, but it's not as just spread the cap hit out for for yeah. Brady. So. Uh, Taysom Hill is the other big name that has a, a very similar deal to it. So no base salary. It's, it was literally all void years just to spread out the cap hit. Yep. Okay. He's probably gone then, in other words. Yes. Yeah, he's going back to New England. $35 million in dead cap if he doesn't play next season. Good for them. Let that team suck. <laughs> Let the NFC South just suck because they all give uh, anyways. Man. Not after 2024. It might be one more year, Brady. Actually. I don't think he's going to come back. I mean, it... it is there a dead cap if they just release them, or is it just flat out dead cap no matter what? Like, there's no like. Shouldn't be any. I don't know if there's. I don't forget how void years work. Like June, I don't think, June first cut. I think they're yeah, based they off of a post six one release. They will have dead cap in twenty twenty three of ten million, twenty twenty four of twenty four million, and cap saving is twenty four million. So in 2023 so if they do it would be post 6-1 i don't know how i don't retirement i think they have to eat all that i don't know well there are more than oh they automatically avoid hold on the auto void yeah 2023 through 2026 years automatically void 31.35.1 million in dead cap so it's an auto void deal. He is a free agent after this year. Yeah. That's how that it works. Sense. It's that auto void. Yeah. It makes more sense now. Yeah. Cause that team's not a Tom Brady away because Tom Brady's done. Tom Brady is done. Yes. Uh Tom Brady was sold upstream when half the offensive line retired. Yep. After playing. He should have stayed Brady. retired. He yeah. should have stayed retired. When he w- retired the first time, that should have been it. It would have saved his family. No, nah, that fan was already in shambles actually before that. I know. I can't wait for that 30 for 30. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, AJ Brown or hurrah. How oh, Antonio Brown destroyed the Brady's. All right. My last wish is I want more Mike McDaniel. I just in general. I just want more Mike McDaniel. I want more clips of Mike McDaniel. I want more Mike McDaniel personality. 
I just want more Mike McDaniel. I love the guy. He's great. Mike McDaniel reminds me of myself. Like that two seven thousand, that two thousand seven photo of him, that video of him. Yeah. I looked at it. I'm like, oh my god, I, I, that looks like me in like two thousand two. With the ear piercings, the hair spiked up. It's like, oh man, is my future in the NFL coaching now? No, no. I mean, yeah, Daniel is like your age. Well, you oh, is he? He might be younger than you. I think he's younger than me. He's not old. <laughs> no, he's like not. he's not. Mike McDaniel is. Let's see if we get coach ages on here. He's older than me. He was born in '83. Mm, a wife's age. That's old. Thirty-nine. Cradle robber. Me? She's three years older than me. Right. That's what I'm saying. She's a cradle robber. Oh God. I think the term is cougar. She's yeah. yeah. He's thirty-nine. I mean, he's also thirty-nine. So yeah, milf. You know. Yeah. There you yeah. go. I mean, technically, my wife is younger than me, Dan, and milf. Yeah, I mean that's dope. No, yeah, my wife's older than me. She has a kid. That means she's a milf. See, my wife has three of them, so she must be like a tri milf. My my wife is uh, six <laughs> years. <laughs> younger. I'm robbing milf cubes. My my wife is six years younger than me. That's normal. I yeah. ain't nothing. When it goes the other way around, I mean, my wife's only got me by eleven months, but I still remind her. Yeah, she uh, did see the Tigers win the World Series. <laughs> And eighty four. Oh, Even though she was a baby, they don't. Yikes. Count. Okay, uh, beer review. Yeah. Oh wait, hold on. We didn't ask. We didn't ask Nick. Nick. Wait, did anybody? Sorry, I gave three. Did you guys have any other stuff? No, we're good. Okay, this has got on too long. We Devin walks with a limp, Funchess. That's the, that's <laughs> Nick's Christmas wish. Is Devin walks with a limp, Funchess. Funches, I guess. Thanks, You're, Nick. I mean, that's a little know. age, bud. I don't think he's still in the league, but it's okay. Love beer. Aw, oh, me too, bud. Me too. Uh, Ryan, how's that beer we made you pour into a glass? Actually, <laughs> better now that you said that because I actually like. <laughs> it's still kind of fun. Yeah, it's still frothy at the top. I was like, wow, it still has head going like all the way down as I drink it. It's, it's nitro. Not, it's not That's what nitro at all. will do for you. But yeah, I mean, Schwartz Brewing, Nitro Cup of Joe, with a nitro stout with coffee and milk sugar. It actually almost tastes like a chocolate milk in a way with a hint of coffee to it. Because like when you drink it, I taste more of the chocolate, but when, <laughs> as it sits. I think, uh, I think the white girls call that a mocha. <laughs> yeah, me me and those kind of coffees, I have no idea because I just drink my coffee black. So people, I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. What I is do that? Two ninety percent of the time. <laughs> yep. Okay. Same. Good. Like right, I'll so... get I'll get a fancy drink if we're stopping for coffee someplace, but if I'm at home, I'm just drinking black coffee. Even when we go to fancy places, like what kind of coffee do I want? I'm like black. What size cup? I go large, grande. I go if that's a large, sure. No, it all means large. There's a whole whole rant on this. Grande is large in one language. Venti is large in another language. Tall actually doesn't mean large, but in any event, I don't do Starbucks. 
I call it big bucks because that shit's fucking rip off. I call big... them union busting sons of bitches, and I do scooters in Verona and either locally franchised or locally owned shit. I do Duncan too. Duncan's a chain if I gotta go to one. I like my folders and Speedway. Speedway coffee. Quick trips. Yeah. Casey's. <laughs> oh, yeah, me? Very good, very good idea of pouring it like that. Hard pour. Learn, I learned something new tonight. You did. did. I'm very did. proud of you. That's what we're here for, to educate and chastise a little bit. Yes. Again, I am uh, drinking Brickstones. Dark Secret. This is their barrel-aged program. This is a vanilla espresso variant. This is from 2020, so two years. Expectations is you're going to probably have some of the the coffee and vanilla to fall off, vanilla before coffee in this instance. And as I first sipped it, it was still, you know, fairly cold. Um, you got more of that coffee and then the vanilla was kind of faint. As it warms up, the vanilla is completely gone for the most part. And then the coffee is really fainted off. Um, obviously going to be more boozy in this sense too. So it's still really good. Obviously it's not the time they would have, like to have me try it obviously you want to have beers like this within the first eight months ideally uh you can go eight months to a year i think is still fine but eight months i think upwards to about eight months is when you want to start drinking your adjunct especially your heavily adjunct stouts or barrel aged stuff um you know not not give them a chance to fall off so 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 very good and still gonna give me good and boost nick could that beer have used anything else i love cherries Ooh, I mean, Pretty, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cherry probably would have been good in that, actually. It, I mean, you know, two years later, I, I don't know how much of the cherry would have been there, but yeah, but yeah, think, probably would have been a good way to go. Good, yeah, good, good idea, Nick. Good idea, soundboard, Nick. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Nick. Um, are we gonna tell him? Bring Nick did, back. Are we gonna tell him that we did this? Or I am totally. We're going to be in Minnesota together, so I will totally tell him that he did a great job with the show last night. <laughs> just see if he really listens still. Be like, so did you hear that last oh, oh, he does. Oh. He, he, he does not listen still. He does not. <laughs> not no, no, I know. I already know the answer to that. I ruined it, didn't I? All right, you give your review, and then we have a question. All right. I had uh, Peanut Butter S'mores Absence of Light. Like Dan said, um, him and I both weirdly in the same boat are drinking old things that were adjuncted. Uh, and a lot of the vanilla in particular on this one that would lead to the marshmallow flavor has fallen off. Peanut butter flavor is still there. Um, you know, this is a chocolate milk stout, so it does have some some sweetness to it. Um, the chocolate's absolutely there. Uh, peanut butter flavor is still there, although not as uh, refined as it would have been probably a year and a half ago. And like I said, the marshmallow's fallen off. Graham crackers, malty, it's there. Overall, it's a good sweet stout still. Um, I'm not disappointed by by holding on to it. It's definitely a good sweet stout, but I just I waited too long and the adjuncts fell off of it, and it is what it is. Good base beer though. Okay, All right. Question. And Tony wants to know who should I start? Okay. Drake London. Mm. Rashad White. Okay. Christian Watson. Okay. This is pick or, one. Yeah. Or J.K. Dobbins. Full PPR. 
I don't know. I think about this. I don't know how you don't play Dobbins right now. That's what I was gonna say. I'm all over Dobbins, even if I don't even care if it's even not PPR. It's just the way he's been playing right now. He's back to like 2020 Dobbins. Yeah, you got back to back games of 120 plus yards. Uh, not a lot going in PPR, but I mean, you don't need PPR when you're going 120 plus and you're basically the offense right now. Um, you know, I'll give you 12 yard, 12 floor. Um, you know, flip side of this on London, you know, Ritter did <laughs> London had what 70 or Ritter, Ritter's 98 yards or something like that. Yeah, it was really bad. It, it was really bad. And Raven's secondary has been short up here. Um, pretty decent recently. Christian Watson, um, as I think we predicted on the show, a little bit of a disappearing, very touchdown dependent. So a little bit of a disappearing act. Um, what were the other options? Dan Rashad White, who's still splitting with with Fournette. Bucks get the Cardinals. That's so a good matchup, but I don't like that quite as much as I like Dobbins. And then Watson's the other one. I already talked about Christian Watson. You already said Watson. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm on Dobbins. And this is pretty this is pretty simple. This is uh easily in a tier above the rest in Dobbins. So especially with that offense going. Hopefully, hopefully we get better news about Lamar Jackson and uh just make the offense just more poignant or more poignant, more, more potent. Yeah. This upcoming week. I think you get that would be funny. No, you can't. It already kind of stinks. It's it's pretty bad. It's it's pretty it, it's pretty ripe already. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Ryan, you in the same boat, right? Yes. Dobbins. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah. Are, are we finally there after an hour and a half into this show? Hour and twenty minutes game previews. Oh fuck. Here we go. Real, these are gonna go real fucking quick. All right. Jacksonville at the Jets. Jacksonville is one and a half point favorites on the road. Thirty seven and a half is the over under. Take Jacksonville. They're on fire. This team continues to play well. The defense is tough. Jets have a great defense, but this is a good test for Lawrence facing a top 10 defense on the road in a, essentially a must-win game on a short week. Um, give me Jacksonville. I believe in I believe in Lawrence 100%. Yep. Uh, Jacksonville for sure. Zach Wilson's in streamer tier. Um, looking at how the matchups on this line for Jaguars. We talked about how Christian Kirk and Zay Jones are, are alternating. I believe this is a Kirk week with uh with Reader and Sauce playing outside on this one. Should be able to take away Jones pretty easily. He should draw Sauce. So um Kirk playing Kirk playing out of the slot. I like that quite a bit. ETN will be fine. A little bit of a tougher match matchup, but he's got the workload for the Jets. Um, Michael Carter didn't do a whole lot. Keep an eye on Bam Knight's health. If he goes, you play him uh, against the Jaguars. Should be a relatively good game. Pretty game script neutral. Uh, Garrett Wilson was also fine with, with Zach back in. So um, you don't need to shy away from that. Just know that you know the floor on that's probably wide receiver three, which is still flexy. Flexy sexy, right? Flexy sexy. Can be. This game makes me nervous to play just because there's supposed to be a monsoon, basically, type of storm coming through. New York? Oh, bomb cyclone. Huh? In New York? They're in New York, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, they're supposed to get hit with a bomb cyclone, right? Damn. That just sounds... That's snowy shit. Let me look up the weather report for this week. 
because I've seen like like uh one of our face-off guys. He's a huge Jets fan. He was he kept saying monsoon. Like I I don't know rain. how this game's gonna play out. So rain, quite a bit of rain. So the rain that we're or the, the snow we're supposed to get Friday is the rain they're gonna be getting Thursday. Oh. That, I think as that whole like storm moves up because I think. Then it works for six, six to ten inches of snow. Yeah, sixteen, seventeen miles. Yeah, hold on. It will be raining for the most for most of this, it looks like. 50, 90, 91, 90. So it's gonna get more shitty as it goes on. Um in any event, that's gonna make you fade the passing game a little bit, but I mean I wasn't hitting the passing game heavy on this one anyway. Well, th- this would be like a Christian Kirk game, I feel like, not this A. Jones. It, it is going to be a Christian Kirk game, but, I mean, even if you you set expectations, right, tough defense, I think Kirk and Wilson are both in that wide receiver three range. I think yeah. Jones is still fine, too. He still gets used underneath the same way that Kirk does. Like, Kirk just plays out of the slot more. They're both utilized in the same quadrants of the field. They're deep threat more, so maybe Marvin Jones, maybe hurts Evan Ingram a little bit because they use him vertically quite a bit, but... I think, I think Jay Jones and Carter should be in the same tier. Well, but with, with Zay Jones, too, you look at what he's the coverage he's going to be drawing, though. I mean, it's more who than anything. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. You it's should, who, it's you not should utilization of where they're out in the field. It's who's going to be blanking them. And, you know, Sauce and Reed are going to be outside, which means they, that's where Kirk's going to open up in the middle. That's a good point. Uh, question to piggyback off this, too. Yeah. Jason wants to know, Goff or Lawrence? Would you probably, would you play? Probably golf. Yeah. Yeah, I'd go golf. Yeah, I know it could uh, be given the matchup and given the weather, go golf. I know I know Lawrence is extremely difficult to say coming off of the back to back weeks, but golf getting Carolina was it's not the best matchup in the world, but um you know, golf is showing how good that offense is. He can be fine even through matchups in which the game doesn't reach high scoring. Um the last thing you also want to see is is a less than ideal performance from your quarterback in on Thursday night. So yeah. I I, I think it's pretty close. Um and I think I'm with you guys on Goff, but if you if you want to go with the upside, I think Lawrence still has higher upside if you want to go with Lawrence. I always say when in doubt, don't play Thursday night. <laughs> yeah. When I say five do when I spend three days you know looking at that low score. Yeah thankfully we have really- game Saturday. Thankfully majority of the games are on Saturday. Our Saturday is our Sunday now. Yeah. This week. Yeah. But yeah. I like Travis Etienne. Like, I like all the running backs this week just because of this whole game script, the way it's looking, where it could be more heavy run, even tight end wise. Like, so you got Etienne as the highest out of the running backs at 6,100. Uh, Bam Knight's 5,400. Michael Carter's 5,000. So even Bam or uh, Carter at 5,000, even a sweet deal if Knight's out. And then Evan Ingram being at 3,900 is really good. You got Tyler Conklin at 2,900 and CJ Uzama at 2,700. Because I don't feel like Zach Wilson would be trying to throw it deep because we saw how that worked out. It doesn't. Hopefully, just all check downs at Bam Knight. Yeah, right. Some Garrett Wilson love. Yeah. Maybe some maybe some Elijah Moore. All right. Let's move out of this Thursday night fiasco. Yeah, Giant, Giants at the Vikings. Vikings three and a half point favorites at home. 47 and a half is the over under. Uh, this is a, this is one of the perfect matchups for Minnesota. Good defense, yes, but offense that struggles to produce points. Remind you of a game script from last week. Mm. 
uh, I'm still taking Minnesota. I'm, I'm hoping this is uh, this is not the repeat of the Philly game after the Minneapolis miracle. So I'll, I'll take the Vikings at home, three and a half. This game's chalk. The only thing that's not chalky here um, is what the Giants do in the passing game. Uh, you're not, if you're still in playoff contention, you're not using Giants pass catchers. So, um, Hodgins has been the best over the last couple of weeks. It is a good matchup. If you're looking for something like that, but overall, this game is just relatively chalk, which just means you're going Barkley and then you're going normal Viking skill players. Um, as far as Thielen goes, um, you know, he's still, he's right down there in that iffy tier. Everything else you're good with. My favorite play this week is uh Daniel Jones just because of his rushing upside. Yes. You know good streamer. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if he get you 40 yards, I mean that's easy four points right there. Even though he hasn't been doing as good lately. Let me look at it real quick. I think he's been average like 20, 30 yards rushing wise. But still, that's still a couple points here and there that help out. Yeah, he had 35 this last week, 26 the week before, but 71 the week prior to that, the, the first time against Washington. So the upside's there. It's just, are you willing to swing it for, what is he, $5,600 on DFS? Kirk Cousins, for sure, 6300 Can't miss that play. I actually like him on that play. Justin Jefferson, 9,300, which I think he is the highest wide receiver on the slate. Yes, he is. He's the highest wide receiver on this slate. Adam Thielen comes in at solid 5,300. KJ Osborne had that touchdown last week, 4,500. Still sprinkle him in a little bit. He had a, he had a career game, and you, you, of course, pay up for Justin Fields whenever you can. Justin Jefferson? Justin Jefferson, and Justin Fields, too. Yeah. Same thing. And TJ Hawkinson? No. No. I'm fine. Nine targets last week. Yeah, cool. Yeah, two catches. Yeah. Best that's trade we ever made. We've been that's, winning ever since that trade. That's right. You might ever get to play us in the playoffs. Hope so. Yeah, me too. Playoffs. Playoffs. Next All game. Right. Brandon wants to know. We got questions. Oh. <laughs> Pick one. Hey, look at us. It's almost like Tuesday night, almost weeks. <laughs> Garrett Wilson, Mike Williams, Deontay Johnson, or Michael Pittman. Pick one. Might be Deontay. I'm going Mike Williams still. So we can rule out Wilson in the monsoon matchup. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. We got... Who's Pittman playing? Pittman's got the Chargers. Pittman's got the Chargers. The matchup that could, you know, he had 10 targets, Minnesota, even in a blowout, you know, first half. So 10 targets, only 60 yards, though. I get, I, Colts, 27th in points allowed to what to the wide receiver position. So that'll drop, drop Williams out. Chargers, 25th. This is over the last five weeks, by the way. Um, Yeah, just I'm, I'm not out there. I I think I may go Pittman if you're going to go with target upside, which I think would be the only reason why you play Deontay. It doesn't 
I don't know if he's gotten much production from his targets. He, which I don't, I believe is not. I don't know if so, the offenses are better. They're probably about the same. No, the offenses are are all about the same, and he he hasn't. He has had more insulated target volume, and I think the guys that get insulated target volume in this matchup, Deontay has against the Raiders, are the guys that that normally put up you know, somewhere in the mid-teens point-wise, right? They're not getting a lot of efficiency, but they will give up a lot of catches. So, you know, Pittman isn't exactly a model of efficiency, and, and look, I never trust Mike Williams. That's, that's just a me thing. So to get me to answer Mike Williams is you really got to be tilted to get me to go that route. I can't take Wilson in a monsoon game, so that's why I'm on – I'm on Deontay. I know that Pickett doesn't target him quite as much as what is what Mitch was and does, but at the same time, it's a guy whose floor is typically around the fifty to to sixty yard mark that's getting targets that's gonna grab, you know, a floor somewhere around five balls. So you got a ten point floor out of him. You're easily gonna end up in the teens, I think. It's the same thing you're hoping for with Pittman. Oh, no. The Indianapolis offense just makes me nervous. I liked Pittman a lot, like going into the year, and then he started out good, and then he just started producing like borderline wide receiver two, wide receiver three numbers. Sometimes even wide right receiver four, four numbers. Oh, yeah. Where Mike Williams has like, I like the boom bust potential of him, and yeah. when he booms, like he can boom, but. You also have to remember when he busts, he can he really busts. Do you want thirty points or do you want three points? You know, with Pittman, it's like, do you want eight points or do you want nine points? And Johnson's already got a shitload of targets on the season too at one twenty three. So, like, so there's not a lot of upside to him, but you know, I don't know that there's a lot of upside in that group necessarily at this stage. Normally, I would say Garrett Wilson has it, but Thursday night in a monsoon. You know, not their best option at quarterback. I don't know. I think they're all relatively in the same tier. I, I mean, honestly, I mean, Deontay and Pittman are your target guys. Mike Williams. Mike Williams eight, is going to give you more up. He had eight targets. Eight and six targets since coming back and playing back with Keenan Allen. Obviously, you're not getting double digit target upside because Keenan's there. And Austin no, they target also him, healthy. They target him downfield, and that's the difference between him and I know. I, I was working to that. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, um, I, I like the call with Mike Williams and upside. Um, I think Pittman's because of the higher target volume and and same usage as the downfield threat as well. Um, I, I honestly think the three of us are probably on, on all three different players, not obviously counting Garrett Wilson because of the game. I think we would all be on Garrett Wilson if there wasn't a fucking monsoon here. But well, and I can come over to yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it's I can uh, talk I yourself can, into it. No, I was gonna say I can come over to Williams a little bit too. I mean, you look at what what Osborne did working downfield, what Lamb was able to do, what Adams was able to do, and with the upside, I mean, you're in the semifinals, right? You typically don't play for floor in the semis. You're gonna be in tightly contested matchups. You play to win, and I think that Williams does give you more upside. So I guess let's let's put it this way. Here's my answer. We can't set lineups for you, but 
depending on what strategy you want to go with. If you, I don't know what the rest of your roster looks like, what your opponent's roster looks like, anything like that. If you want to go with the strategy of I'm playing for floor, I'm playing to not have somebody dud me, you go with Deontay. If you want to go with the strategy of I'm playing for upside, I'm playing to get the maximum amount of points and I will risk dudding for that, you go with Mike Williams. And I think that's how you have to play in in the semifinals and the championship rounds. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> Pippen's got two less targets than Johnson, a very similar target share rate. So I, I would personally go Pippen over Johnson. I can get playing Mike Williams over both if you're going for upside. Uh, I went with, I get the target volume thing. Uh, Johnson's got the better matchup than Pittman. That was the tiebreaker for me. Yeah. I'll lean in game script for that point. It's, I'm hoping, you know, the Chargers offense continues to play well. Push just a Colts to throw more. And, you know, Pierce Duds, you know, Coleman had a couple targets. It, this is clearly Pittman's receiving court room too. Obviously, you know, quarterbacks relatively the same. But again, you know, to, to put a bow on it, I think we're all in agreement. If you're going to go for upside, go Mike Williams. And then if you want to go for floor, it just. Pick your poison. I, I guess yeah. pick all three of your poisons. Mike Williams still has decent floor. He has similar floor with even with Keenan Allen. Maybe just maybe a couple less targets, but the offense is better. So, I mean, it's just. Mike he, Williams. He, he, we're, we're, I'm going with Mike I'll, Williams. I'll, I'll come over to the end and just go Mike Williams. Yeah. Yep. We're going to go Mike Williams. We're all, we're all, all right. I know. Yeah. Woo. We'll land we'll on that. All right. What, that's my Christmas gift to you. I let you convince me of something. Yay. <laughs> he laughs because it's the first time in five years. Me? No. That was Ryan's pick. And I convinced yeah, you I far it. more times than just tonight. No, I'm going with Dan. I'm I, Dan gets the credit <laughs> for that. And I would so rather play Pittman. I don't I'm like so Ryan's sad. hat. I'm so saying Mike Williams. <laughs> Anyways. Saints at the Browns. Browns are two and a half point favorites at home. 31 and a half. 31 and a half. This is the lowest game total of the ugly. year. And you're looking at uh just fire it into the sun. Don't play. And, and it's I, I don't know how many wide receivers like I don't know how many, you know, fancy matchups you really want to play from this game because of a game total that low. Um I don't know. Not a lot is the answer there. You don't want to play a lot of the fantasy matchups from this one. Um, London Godwin, Juwan Jennings, Robinson. Robinson, good Lord, his one good game of the season. Pickens are who have gotten it done against the uh, the Saints. Pickens and DPJ have a lot of similarities in how they're used. DPJ is giving you decent floor with a little bit of upside here as a late. I do like DPJ and really for the stretch one as a – Ryan is a wide receiver three. Um, it's probably been, at least for me, one of the most reliable waiver pickups that I've had this year. Um, yeah, flip side of that, it's a lave on the Saints. So you basically get one wide receiver out of each. Uh, Amari Cooper, very, very up and down with the low point total. I don't think you can target that. I don't. Am I wrong to think that Cooper isn't as safe as DPJ has been? No. No, no, I can I see what you're saying with that. Even um, even with it being a home game, yeah. Uh, we talked Camara, 
earlier. He has essentially no upside, but his floors is a like is flexy. So hang hang on, hang on, hold on, hold on to that thought because Nick Chubb did not practice today with a foot injury. And Nick Chubb did not practice today with a foot injury. So you're monitoring that. Um, and if he doesn't go, then obviously it's Kareem Hunt. Otherwise, it's Nick Chubb. Not a lot in this game. Likewise. I like as long as Nick Chubb doesn't play, I like Kareem Kareem Hunt at 4,900 because Nick Chubb's 7,700. So the savings there is freaking immaculate. I have almost like 3,000. I don't like this game at all just because the weather's supposed to be also crappy there. It's going to be really windy. So Deshaun Watson, I don't like even at 6,000. Andy Dalton, I don't like at 6,000. I'm not, I'm kind of a fan of David Njoku at 4,300. But the one I really do like is Juwan Johnson because he's just the kryptonite for Alvin Kamara having touchdowns. Yeah. As he has, I think, seven touchdowns on the season now. Yeah, he uh, like Yeah, seven both. touchdowns. Yeah. Including two last game. And then he had the goal line against Atlanta, which irritated me as being a Kamara owner. <laughs> I mean, it's been, but it's not Johnson, it's Taysom Hill. But yeah. It's hard to chase ancillary pieces in such a low game total where and it you know, Vegas police is going to be a grind and ball game. Yeah, I think it's just going to be a ground and pound type game where I mean, it'd be nice if it was ground and pound, especially for their Kamara owners who are down on him because Kamara is at 6,800, which you're starting to get that like borderline almost value for him compared to what he used to be. Because I think, I think that might actually be the cheapest he might be. Good chance. That he's ever been. Uh no, he was cheaper weeks five and six. He was sixty six and sixty seven hundred. And this week he's at sixty eight hundred. So he's actually kind of a value play right now. That's how I like to look at him. And then maybe New Orleans defense, because I mean are it, actually both defenses in this game. Could be because it could be you never know if you're gonna get good Andy or bad Andy. I was hoping last week it was gonna be bad Andy, but nope, it was good Andy. So this week it could be bad Andy in Cleveland. <laughs> you never know. You could throw four interceptions like you did against uh Has the Cardinals. Been? What is, what is good Andy? Right? I, I have no is. clue. Yeah, it's called Toy Story. Uh that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. This is called Toy Story. Uh Brown defense is always a good call. Oh, I found no. it. good. Good Andy was week eleven, where he went for two sixty and three touchdowns. But didn't he have like four interceptions or three interceptions? Uh, no, that was earlier in the season against Arizona, where he went for four touchdowns and three picks on three hundred yeah. yards. <laughs> that's oh, fine. That's, right. that's, that's still that's still a very productive game. Yeah, <laughs> three picks will shave up most times, especially the pick six of uh one touchdown, Arizona maybe a little more. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're moving on. There's way too much talk on this game. Lions at the Panthers. Lions, again, favorites, two and a half points. And 44 and a half is the game total. Look, Lions are hot, right? They were a bit ugly against the Jets, but Jets have a great defense and a good overall team. They were able to bounce back, find a way to win, and still cover. I will take the Lions and put the Panthers' season out of misery. All right. Um, on the fantasy side of this, for the Panthers, you're looking DJ Moore. Um, you're probably looking Chuba Hubbard in this one more so than Deonta Foreman because receiving. 
Uh, although Foreman should be should bounce back from from last week as well. Uh, DJ Moore is a real, real tough one for me because he's so up and down. But yep, with the matchups, the point total, the defense that they're facing, with the Lions give up, I think that you're okay with it. Uh, flip side of this for the Lions, it continues to be a, the Amonra St. Brown show, as far as the offense is concerned. Um, beyond that. It's the running backs. I mean, Jamal Williams has persistent touchdown upside, although although two games of that touchdown. Two straight games of that touchdown. The problem is he's touchdown dependent because he doesn't get involved in the receiving game. So let me look at this from a perspective of the Panthers against running backs in the interest of giving the best advice. I think they're in the middle of the pack against running backs. They've they gave up two touchdowns to the Steelers and uh nothing since four to Gajua makes it. So um kind of a mixed bag for the, for them as far as giving up rushing touchdowns. Uh as far as receiving goes. Let's see. I go back in, sorry. My bad guys. There was a time in our history where we did all of this beforehand and sit on the fly, and it was kind of miserable. Yeah. More fun on the fly. It is more fun on the fly. Um, Panthers not giving up a ton in the receiving game to backs either. About middle of the pack, it looks like, maybe. No, sorry. Least amount of receiving yards given up to running backs over the last five weeks, and... Second least amount. Nope, sorry. My bad again. But near the most on the season. So over the last five weeks, they played the Steelers, who don't really throw to the back. They played the pack, the yeah, Steelers, Broncos, Seattle, Baltimore. So I guess it's that's a long way of saying, I guess it. it should be a swift game. Uh, Jamal Williams is going to be very touchdown dependent. So lean on this being a little bit more of a swift game just because of how you can attack Carolina, not because I think they're going to be able to push the pace all that much. And yeah, that's about it. Goff's a fine streamer. We've talked about it. And even Sam Darnold, you can consider his streamer status as low in streamer, but deeper leagues, he's a streamer. Yeah. Fire up all Lions players this week. I do like Jamal Williams just because I feel like the passing game was going to be on fire. And anytime the Lions are down on the goal line, it's Jamal Williams who usually gets the first touchdown there no matter what. So if he doesn't usually get it in, it's kind of like a Craig Reynolds, DeAndre Sweat, depending on how the play is going to go. But if it's usually down between the two and the one, it's Jamal Williams. I think he gets back on track this week. If he doesn't punch in one, I think he punches in two. And like you said, Swift, I do like Swift still. He's at 5,500. I think this could be his week because, like you said, the Carolina Panthers haven't played anyone with any like receiving ability, especially that compared to like what Swift can do. It's just you know what Swift are we going to get? You know because Swift hasn't he had that, that game off the injury report where he's really good, and then ever since then he's kind of been like mediocre at best. We're you hoping for. They haven't. Are you talking about running back wise or receiver wise for the Panthers? Receiver wise. No, I'm talking receiving wise for Swift. Right. So you're talking about running backs catching passes, not yeah. wider, not the wide receiver position. Yeah. Um 
Yeah, they they really haven't. Um, like Swift's been like dink and dunk like a couple yards out. It's not like he's been like in route running. He's been on the like you know taking screen passes and stuff. Really, Saquon Barkley back in week two is kind of the last guy that they played that had any type of a receiving upside. Joe Mixon, I guess, in week nine, he went for 55 to 60, depending on your scoring. But that was four rushing touchdowns. And receiving one fifty eight yards. So, I mean, you can catch passes against them. The two that, the two that do catch passes caught passes. My favorite one to catch passes this week is DJ Shark, though. Even though he had two targets last week, he had six. He had seven the week prior and six, six week, ugh, six before that, five also the prior to that. So I think he gets it back on track, beating the number two there, especially it's a not, nice deep one. It's not getting sauce this week either. Or he's not getting JC Horn either. That should be more of a, yeah, yeah. Would that would they be on one route? Because I, I think that J, does JC Horn should follow. Uh, let me see. Hold I'm on. not sure. I'll pull it up. So I'm I thought, thought Jason was one that was more that followed. Well, Both. still shadowing typically means that I don't know that a lot of times, even if you shadow outside receivers, that you move into the nickel back. Uh, his cornerback matchup is not listed yet. So it's, okay, that's a wait. We'll we'll get more of an idea of of what uh, of what people believe will be his it's generally his 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 uh, matchup for the majority of the game. Who did they play last week? They played Seattle. Let me look at Lockett because Lockett's almost purely a slot guy. Lockett had a pretty good game. He didn't do he didn't do too bad. I don't think that. Well, I guess it's a different setup too because your best receiver there isn't in the in the slot, so they would have had him out on Metcalf. Lockett's primary. He had five receptions for 60 yards on nine targets and a touchdown. Yeah, and that was. You played J.C. Horn. Metcalf was on G.C. Horn. Yeah, C.J. Henderson was on. C.J. Henderson was on Lockett. Either way. I don't think Horn's going to move into the nickel. I really don't. But anyway. All All right. All right. Bengals at the Patriots. Bengals, three and a half point favorites on the road. 41 and a half is the game total. Give me one of the hottest teams at football right now. Since he on the road, three and a half. Can I go back to Horn for just a second? Shadow rate is 48%, so he does not shadow always. Doesn't shadow always? Okay. Yes. I didn't realize that player profiler had shadow rates on cornerbacks, by the way. They do. Oh, on their actual page? Yeah, if you pull up the quarterbacks, the cornerbacks, they have shadow rates. He's covered... He hasn't covered anybody necessarily out of the slot either. Um, if you look at it, who he's played again, I guess he covered he covered Michael Thomas in week three, but Landry was playing out of the slot. Thomas was playing outside. They were both healthy. So Sterling Shepard in week two. Other than that, he's been on outside guys. Zacchaeus. 60% slot rate. I, I mean, I, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. No. No. He's not going to shadow him. He'll play probably a mixture of three, right? Williams, a Chark, maybe some St. Brown. Yeah. Yep. All right. J-Bo. We talked about it. Bengals, three and a half. 
over the Patriots. That's a smash. That's a this should be an easy one. Yeah. Uh, on their own. No, this will be easy for, for fantasy too. Uh Patriots have a good defense, but the Bengals offense has been otherworldly. So if you're in the dance, they got you the dance. You dance the person that brought you to the dance, right? Dance, dance, dance. A lot of that's gonna be the Bengals dance, dance, side of the football. Uh for the Patriots, Ramondre Stevenson has a good matchup. He'll play. He's healthy ish. So you roll with it. And Jacoby Myers continues to be disappointing. You can safely stash him on your bench right now. Not just because he throws interceptions. <laughs> he throws pick sixes now. Yeah. And Jacoby Myers is still good value, though, on uh, DraftKings at 4,800. I mean, he hasn't done much with his stats lately, but uh, yeah. actually, he hasn't had double digits since week eight, and that's when he had 21 points. His highest since then has been 9.2 points on DraftKings. So, yeah, mean, never mind. I don't no, want to play him. No touchdowns since week eight. His high has been 62 yards on three receptions. It's been nine points has been the ceiling. Yeah, it's not It's not worth the value because, I mean, if you're spending around five grand for that, you're looking to get three to four times out of that. That passing don't offense even, is so bad. Yeah, don't bother, especially when you get stiff-armed by Mac Jones or Mac Jones gets stiff-armed by you. Into oblivion. But yeah, like you said, like I fire up all, all Bengals on this one. I don't, I don't like Ramondre Stevens though. Seventy one hundred, he's too expensive for me on that. But yeah, Jamar Chase, he's, he's going to get a lot, potential lot of catches on the backfield. Stevenson, uh, they're playing from behind. He's their go-to pass catcher. I think, I think he's got a decent floor this week. I don't know how much upside. I don't know how much the Patriots going to score. No, was it no Sam Hubbard? Is, is it Hubbard? Yeah, Hubbard's out more than likely. Yeah, so that's going to reduce the pass rush, give Mac Jones a little bit more time. But receivers suck there. It's been talked about a bunch. Um, I, I definitely see some checkdowns from, from Mac Jones if he gets through his progressions. Can't find any open guys. Doesn't run. Could it be a Hunter Henry week? I like Stevenson. It's never Hunter Henry week. It hasn't been Hunter Henry week since last year. Hey, he steps on a bus <laughs> like every other tight end. I know. I know. <laughs> he steps on the bus. You I'm so I, playing. You know what I haven't mentioned yet in any game preview? A fucking tight end. <laughs> I you know. You know. I try. You do try. I, I actually. People. The, yeah. the people want to know. You the know Patriots what? are the Patriots are the ninth fourth team for the season against tight ends. Dan, you know this. Brent's league is total home league stuff. I do love the fact that he doesn't require a tight end start. That it's wide receiver, tight end flex. I have a couple leagues at that. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I do. It, yeah, actually, I see no less. Yep. Yeah, the Bengals are bottom half right. of against tight ends, but they're at the top of the bottom half, so it's not like it's. Are you trying to convince me? yourself that Hunter There's no, 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 please, I'm we're sure, not. No, don't. We're, moving on. Actually, hold on. You have had no! Hunter. Oh! <laughs> you had a Hunter Henry week back in week 12, 60, 63 and a tutty. You got. Had 10 points last week or two weeks ago. Fine, stream him. He's no, one don't. of he's a tight end six. Don't he's got 46 targets on the season for 400 yards and two touchdowns. All right. t- he, he, yeah, you're right, Dan. He's tight end six through 38. Buffalo at Chicago. The Bills are eight and a half point favorites on the road. 39 and a half. That feels low. 
Is someone hurt that we're not sure of? For who? For one of these teams. We're not Both offenses are, have been productive. Sorry, did you say 49ers? Uh, Bills at the Bears. Bills at the Bears. Is somebody hurt? Um, 39 and a half is the game total. In Chicago. Josh, Josh Allen, right elbow injury? I don't know. I don't think so, but... There's been maybe no no Vegas mention of giving, him missing time at all. That's just a questionable maybe tag. Maybe Vegas is giving Bears some respect based on Khalil Herbert coming back. Well, no, that would up the point total. They'd have to be giving the defense some respect. I'm trying to. to f- I'm trying to figure that one out. Maybe it's because they held Philly to 25 points. I don't know. And Buffalo's kind of. I mean. It's elite as they are as a team. The offense has been Is there anything at times on? a little up and down. I wonder if it's weather related. Maybe it is Chicago. So outside, it's cloudy. <laughs> it's cloudy. cloudy. <laughs> it's like Michigan's cloudy. It's cloudy. Constantly. I mean, it's going to be a lot of snow this weekend, but I mean, they'll have it cleared up. Like it's not like uh, it's, it's going to be six degrees. There won't oh. be a lot of snow there. It's a, it's 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 the uh, west side of the state for Michigan. Yeah, so it's supposed what, to be like thirteen to eighteen inches. Uh, there's no snow predicted. It's two cold weather teams. Like it's not like either team isn't used to playing in the cold. So the ball's gonna not go well, out as far. Yeah, heavy. It's gonna be an ice cube. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I have no. I. I maybe it's because the Bears have a bunch of receivers banged up. I guess. Let's get. Let's get Tom Brady's ball pump and see if we can deflate it a little bit. Either way, I'm taking the over. That's my take. Just the and, over? Yeah, I don't like the spreads a little. I don't trust the spread enough. Chicago's offense. Getting Herbert back, I don't know how productive he'll be this week. I don't know how many touches you'll see this week. And against it still gets a very good defense in Buffalo. Run defense, especially. Um, and Buffalo's offense has been can look pretty average at times for as good as they are on paper. They'll go through stretches where it's just, it's kind of like the fuck are you doing? Josh Allen will have two, three, four drives in a row. And then lose a fumble. And you know, you know, turnover is just a bad decision. It's for as good as he is, he'll have those hiccups. I'm still taking the over. I just point total fields. It should be at least three points higher. Both offenses have shown the upside of scoring in bunches. So, did, I mean, did you know? Over. No, I did not know that nope. Josh Allen has 12 fumbles on the season, but he's only lost five of them. Okay. Small hands. He's got 11 Come interceptions. Come on, Kirk Cousins. He doesn't have Get your shit together. Hands. Does he have small I, hands? I have no clue if he does or not. Hold on, I'm look it up. Uh, Kirk Cousins always led the season. We're we're, we're a couple of years removed from a uh, hand size season on Josh. Oh my god! Ten or eight? These eighty eighth percentile. This podcast is going to end the same time it usually does on a Thursday night. Okay. <laughs> now it's only eight o'clock. We still got three hours to get. No, I gotta eat dinner, <laughs> fuckers. I'm gonna. That's I'm. What... I'm just gonna go grab dinner now. That's why I ate before I'll I came on, back. knowing that this shit was going to happen. I, ate I knew it was going to happen. On too. Anyway, I've been um, working and then and did house shit before we, we go, jumped on. Go, go grab dinner. I got this. Okay. All right. Bills and the Bears. Uh, for this game, you're starting both quarterbacks uh, for sure. Uh, going to be cold. I think 
you got a Singletary game coming. I think that with Herbert Montgomery back, they're both RB2s. The Bears are going to use that, utilize that rushing attack. Um, Cole Komet's a tight end. Dawson Knox is a tight end I really want to talk about, though, um, because Dawson Knox the last couple weeks has really been coming on strong. Uh, Bears are without Eddie Jackson. They did get Britsker back, but Britsker is more of a uh, – uh, well, he's the more physical safety of the two. Let's put it that way. But Dawson Knox touchdowns in back-to-back weeks, seven and eight targets, 41 and 98 yards, respectively. Um, he's trending the right direction. So I actually do like Dawson Knox as a as a tight end start this week, especially if you're in, in the streaming tight end game. Dude, I love uh, Dawson Knox this week. Yeah. Obviously, Diggs. Um, I even think you can probably get away with Gabe Davis against the secondary this week. I don't know that the point scoring is going to allow it, but you can absolutely put up yardage on them as the Eagles just showed with A.J. Brown and uh, and Devonta Smith. Right, so uh, this is a week that I would target Santa Claus, Gabe Davis, especially since it's Christmas week. Santa Claus is coming to town. Dang, look at you. Look at you go. Mm-hmm. Santa Claus is coming to town. Could you believe Dawson Knox has 10, 15 targets, 10 catches, 139 yards, and two touchdowns the last two weeks? Yeah. So he's been Josh coming Allen, on. Josh Allen's really been leaning against him. So hopefully that carries on this week. I like that, especially at his cost of, where'd he go? $4,100 this week. He's actually cheaper than Cole Komet. Cole Komet's at 4400 Really? Just I, would, few, I would totally go Knox over Komet. Right? Even though it's only three hundred dollars, but three hundred dollars, I mean, you can spend it easily somewhere else. I was hoping Dan wouldn't make it back yet, so I just had to jump to the next game without him, and I could pick something arbitrarily. No, I, I was going to keep talking about because we were going to talk about Santa Claus and get Dan all going again. I already because talked Santa about. Claus, I already said Santa, Santa Claus is coming to town. Five thousand dollars. He's five thousand. You have to play him this week. If, if Hopper says it's a good time to play him, that's when you play him. When he says it's not a good time I mean, to play him, uh, you don't I mean, play him. I mean, him. he hasn't had a like he hasn't had a blow up game. It, it yeah, it's like, com- feels it, like forever. It's coming this week. Playoffs. Do you want to trust a guy who is going to give you a wide receiver? Is yeah, they had a one week. Yeah, sure. No, yep. fuck. Nope. Nope. Yep. Yes. Santa Claus is bringing you guys playing cold. upside. What is Mike Williams? You guys cold. Hey, what has Mike Williams done to make the media talk to him this year? <laughs> God. Exactly. No, it's so, <laughs> yeah, fuck that reporter, man. That, oh my god, fuck yeah, her. Fuck, fuck that reporter. Oh, fuck that reporter. She, hey, as she said, I she's real... just trying to do her job and get the news. No, real fucking rude. Oh, well, that, that was really realize that I do half this podcast. Like Ron Rivera does his press conferences. Turn to the side with my face looking off to wherever, <laughs> like the profile view, just because of how my monitors sit and where my webcam is and everything. Actually, I'm watching you guys on OBS instead of on Zoom. I don't know why. There you are. Hey, you guys are all big now and pretty. Actually, that's one of my next investments is a webcam instead of using my Surface Pro webcam. Oh, yeah. I got a... I've got a nice Logitech streaming webcam. It's about 100 bucks. It's not bad, though. That's not bad, yeah. Good resolution. But once I do my whole new setup, because like the setup I have behind me, is this isn't going to be here. It's going to be another part of my basement. Which I gotta do, which will be between after Christmas break and sometime in during the summer. Might'll be changing <laughs> soon, but when I moved into this place, I really set up the background to be more okay. Fuck it. We gotta keep moving. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> we, we can't talk. We can't well, talk. Houston! Well, Dan, 
Dana Trinity. No, no. Houston at Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee is five and a half point favorites at home. 37 and a half is the over under. Uh, take the under. I don't even know what you what game you just get. Oh, Tennessee at Houston. Got it. Yeah, next game. Yeah, next game. Der- <laughs> Derrick Henry? Yeah, sure. That's fine. Next game. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. Derrick Henry. Next game. Seattle at the Kansas City Chiefs. There Chiefs are nine and a half point favorites. 48 and a half to over under. Take the over. Game's chalk. Chalk from a fantasy perspective. Actually, what that means is that Jarek McKinnon has been really, really good as of late. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster, good amount of floors of late. Travis Kelsey's Travis Kelsey. Tyler Lockett, broken finger. Keep an eye on that. Um, he's off for the year. I don't yeah. think he's coming back. Yeah, keep an eye on that. <laughs> no, he... you're getting fantasy production. No, Lockett was, sorry, Lockett was the foot, not the finger. Yeah, he's done for the year. He's done for the year, so it's DK We've, Metcalf. We forgot again. about that news, guys. I'm... By the way, Tyler Lockett's out for the year. Sorry, Tyler Lockett out for the year. The broken foot, DK Metcalf. Done. Next. No. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. Go ahead. Let's see. Let's see. But my other version of Santa Claus, Marcus Valdez Scantley. Still. No. No. I'm done. Was that the last game? Gonna... Was that the last no, we, game? No, we have one more. Juju Smith Schuster, though. Oh, Falcons. Yes. Yeah, Falcons. Did... Ravens. Over or under on this one is thirty-two and a half. Okay, I'm not uh, talking. No, anymore. you're on. <laughs> was that? You're, you're off. Yeah, I also much. like Juju by five points. I like Juju a lot. Lana yeah. at the Ravens. Ravens are seven point favorites on the at home. Thirty seven and a half is the game. Are they total. expecting Lamar to play because Tyler Huntley has put up a whole seven points all the last two games. Yeah. Um. Under. And Baltimore. That's a lot of points. Under and Baltimore. J.K. Dobbins, Tyler Algier. Algier had 139 yards and a touchdown last week, by the way. Freaking blew up my bench. Didn't matter yeah. anyways. I still won. J.K. Dobbins, Tyler Algier, Fade Drake London. Next. Mark Andrews? Back-to-back games of at least six targets? Actually. Yeah, yeah, no, no. One, not, two, three, four, five. No. it's Yeah, what's the productivity been on those targets, though? I... I I benched Andrews for Dolchich last week, and it was the right call. He's got forty nine yards over the last two weeks. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Yeah, you need you you need Jackson back. You need some resemblance of an upside in this office. Yeah, J take J K Dobbins at fifty eight hundred is the play to go. I bet that point and, out total comes down as the week goes on too. Yeah, it's so I hard don't know. To do it feels okay Tuesday. to me. It feels all right. Doing this on a Tuesday, I always feel like you never know what's going to happen during the week because I've I've like picked games where it's like you know game mystery. yeah, and then I have to go back in and change them because like all of a sudden the spread changes and something else. Yeah, it's, it's right. like the Jalen Jalen Hurts one, like where where it hit and like everyone asked me, you know, what the heck happened? All of a sudden, uh, Jalen Hurts injury comes out. All right, moving on. Commanders at the 49ers. Commanders at 49ers. Over under on this. Commanders at 49ers. Forty three and a half. All right, next no, game. I'm here, Rob. Commanders at the it. Niners. Seven and a half total. Seven and a half favorites for the Niners at home. 39 and a half is the game total. Uh, How the game. shit is that only two points higher than Ravens Falcons? Because you have two great defenses and two offenses that are slow pace. Brock Purdy. Yeah. Take Washington and the points and take the other. No, don't. You're taking Washington? Seven and a half. 
They play teams. Oh, tough. take the spread, not the money. I'm not betting the, them to win. You bet the spread. Yeah, seven and a half. Yeah, don't bet them to win. Okay, got it. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, yes. Actually, how's Brandon IU done since Purdy took over with Debo out? Nothing. Okay, no, yeah, he's great. Christian McCaffrey, yes. George Kittle, <laughs> yes. Terry McLaurin, you're fine. Fade the Washington running backs because they're cutting into each other's shit, and neither one of them is going to be worth a shit. Nailed it. Nailed it. Same Z's, especially DFS wise. If you guys have any question on cost, hit me up on Twitter at Ryan Miner underscore oh, FSB on that one. No more, no more DFS for the rest of the show. All right. Um, <laughs> Eagles oh, at the Eagles. Eagles at, hold on. If you're gonna. If there's you're chalk, that's what I'm gonna freaking say. It's Dude, like, there's an editor's good. note on this. This is all Saturday. I know. You just realized that? Yeah. <laughs> this there's we, only three Sunday shows. We said that like 45 minutes ago. There's only three Sunday games. Okay. Yeah, and, this is yeah. a backwards. Red Saturday zone is on Sunday, Saturday. Sunday is Saturday. Uh, wow, Red, Red zone is on Saturday. And on Saturday, yeah. Right. Well, wow. Seven hours of commercial free football on a Saturday. All right. Eagles on at the Christmas Cowboys. Eve. Over under on this one is 49 and a half. <laughs> nope. I'm going to get one right. <laughs> I know you will. Eagles at the Cowboys. Cowboys are four and a half point favorites. This is actually down from six the other day. 46 even. It's a game total right now. Yeah, so if I say something higher than what Dan does, you take the over. I mean, you're still taking the over. I don't care if the points get lower and lower. That's what you want. Hell, I would wait a couple more days and get more news on Dylan Hurts. Exactly. Yeah. Th- that is the actual answer. But take the over now because it's still very good at 46. Yep. I like this one for a Devonta Smith game. I'm almost positive that Diggs is going to end up on, on A.J. Brown, which I think you're still fine with. But because A.J. Brown's a stud. But Devonta Smith is what I really like in this one. I think Miles Sanders are getting a little more run out of it than he did with the Bears. Uh, and pay attention to what they do at quarterback. Dallas Goddard's back. I think Goddard's a little better, actually, if it's Minshew than if you get um, Hurts, although he should be a start regardless. Cowboys said this. It's been CeeDee Lamb and the two running backs driving the offense, and I don't expect that to change at all. I know Noah Brown had the two touchdowns. Don't go chase that. Yeah, never chase touchdowns. I don't think it anywhere, right? Right. Right. Raiders. <laughs> Raiders at the Steelers, 42 and a half. Nope. Yeah, really, I'm getting skipped. Damn. Ryan, what are, your, what are your DFS plays? Raiders at the Steelers, 38 and a half. No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Fine. No DFS for Eagles Cowboys. Then. Raiders at the Steelers. How do you not have uh, DFS for Eagles Cowboys? I got Gard- I have Gardner Minshew on there. If you should. Taylor Hurts is out, $4,800. So play Gardner he... Minshew. Fuck it. No, I'm I'm kidding. Don't do that. Don't play Gardner Minshew. I'd play Gardner Minshew. You at never first, know. At first, is active. No. No. Oh Minshew. yeah. No. No. I'm not playing Minshew. But I'd actually even play Miles Sanders because they might lean more on the running game than anything else at 6200. And then actually, wow. Pollard is seven thousand, and Ezekiel is six thousand. So a thousand dollar spread there. So they agree with me, though, given those overall prices. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Pollard, Pollard is your PPR back, and Elliot's your touchdown or bust back, but 6,000, I'm definitely going Elliot the way he's been scoring. All right, scoring game, potentially. Yeah. CeeDee Lamb, I feel like, what is he, being like six or seven targets a game. Like, he hasn't had that true, like, breakout game. Well, okay, he's had a, few, a couple of over double digits, but not many lately. 
he's been stuck in that six, seven target range, and it kind of sucks. So maybe this would be the week where he actually breaks out and it hits 10. So 7,500 on that's not a bad deal. And I still like Dalton Schultz. He's at 4,200. Even though as good as the uh, Eagles have been against tight ends, Schultz is still like someone to actually worry about because, yeah, okay, he had four targets last game, but the week prior to that, he also had 10. So you never know what kind of game you're going to get from Daggett. I think he's going to actually show up more in this game than anything else. Plus, last time the Eagles played him, I think their other tight ends did pretty good. All right. Raiders at the Steelers. Steelers, two and a half point favorites at home. 39 <laughs> and a half. I came, I was one point away. It's the over-under. Take the under. Which one was this? Raiders-Steelers? You said 49 and a half? 39 and a half. I said 38 and a half. Oh, I had it at 42. Take the over. Anyway, Raiders, it's uh, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams. They've been pretty easy to predict for the Steelers. We talked Deontay Johnson a lot earlier. I'm not going to go back into that. Uh, George Pickens continues to give you solid yardage floors. This is a good matchup for Pickens, though, with the Raiders, with Kenny Pickett coming back. I do like George Pickens if, if you're on the fence about something along those lines. Even Najee Harris against that Raiders defense. Trying to see here. Darren Waller. He had a touchdown, but I'm trying to see if it's actually worth trying to start against Pittsburgh because with Watt back now, it seems like that whole team is just kind of like flip-flopped. Oh, uh, hang on. Oh, you were so close about three and a half to the next game. Steelers, yeah, Steelers ranked 21st against the tight end, so they're an okay play, but they also you, haven't had... You win tight ends, bud. I like, just, I like my tight ends. You love tight ends, dude. I do. Almost too much. Ever since I discovered Travis Kelsey before Travis Kelsey became Travis Kelsey, I've never gone off of it. Mind you, I also found uh, Orange Julius before that. Julius Thomas. Kittle was so, my crowning achievement for tight ends. He was. And because of that, I picked him up everywhere. Reap the benefits. All right. You are welcome. I don't think I've ever been properly paid back for that, by the way. We'll talk about that after we go off air. No, we don't. Packers <laughs> at the Dolphins. Packers at the Dolphins. Dolphins. 42 and a half is the over-under on this. Oh, my. Ooh, ooh. No, Packers at the Dolphins. 47 and a half. No, I was wrong. It's probably 48. Packers at the Dolphins. <laughs> Four and a half point favorites. The Dolphins are at home. 48 and a half. Yes, I was closest. Is the game total? Yeah, you went over though. This isn't the prices, right? We're, no, Dolphins. we are doing the prices We're, right. This is the prices, right? Dolphins all day. Yeah. Fuck Green Bay. Play whoever the fuck you want. No, no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, we got real lazy. Trent Shurfield, start him. <laughs> I said whoever you want. You don't want to play Trent Shurfield. Oh, man. Uh, Adrian Dillon, uh, fastest I'm out of concussion protocol ever. So I don't think that matters. I think it's still Aaron Jones. Uh, it's in Miami. This game should be relatively high flying. You're good with all your dolphins. Uh, most are, most are Waddle Hill, um, for the Packers. Uh, I don't hate Christian Watson in this one. 
Um, I think Lazard's got some better floor ahead, although they're in, in dire straits. So you want to trust a Packers receiver. It's Watson because of the touchdown upside. Lazard hasn't really had that. Um, other than that, it's only Aaron Jones there. The Dolphins are chalk DFS. Yeah, they are. Especially Watson almost had that touchdown yesterday. It put it caught that screen pass that he wasn't supposed to go out there and block for instead. It's your Rogers calling him out to it. Yeah. In the post like, game. What a, what a bitch move. You like, fuck you. If you want to catch touchdowns, you run the right route. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. I'm like, that's wrote- that's good. I'll take I'll take one Rogers uh funny comment uh, a year and I'll I'll take that one. Mm-hmm. Two attack of Ola, sixty two hundred. I like him this week a lot. They like to a lot. Yeah, like the we don't the mention defense, quarterbacks enough. The pack. Well, yeah, you kept saying, "Oh, I'll talk about tight ends." So I'm going quarterback. I'm switching it up now. Never know. I might do DST next. Broncos at the Rams. Oh, here we go. DST. Twenty-seven up. and a half is the over/under. <laughs> Start the Ryan, Broncos D. Ryan, what's your guess? Uh, thirty-six and a half. Broncos at the Rams. Broncos are two and a half point favorites on the road. 36 and a half. It's the game. Yeah. Going <laughs> uh, you, you went over. I, went, but, I nailed it. No, yeah. you didn't. You said 37 and a half. You said 36, 36 and a half. Said, no, are you didn't. drunk? No. Yes, I yes, did. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, look, I put down a bomber of absence light and I'm drinking this right now. All right. Yes, I'm drunk. If you guys are listening right now, this is when you start taking the Hopper's advice seriously because this is what it actually comes through. No, no, he's not positive. that. He's not that drunk yet. No, not right. that level of drunk where I had my best accuracy rating <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> ever when I don't remember ninety percent of the show. I uh, take the under. I do like that Dan knows my levels of drunk though. So this is just Chris Buzz night. That's exactly what it is. This is me buzzed having a good time. I am not gone. Gone. I'm working on getting under your level. Is it my turn? It is. Yeah, it's been your turn for like, like 37 Jesus, seconds. Jesus, holy hell, do nothing in this game. What? Defenses? Latavius Murray? Yeah, okay, sure. 24 attempts, 130 yards, and a touchdown last week. Yeah, and it's his you only don't good keep game playing this year. It, it's his only game, good game this year. You win the finals with the. Are you in the semifinals with Latavius Murray starting? Possibly. Well, you, you don't know if Russell Wilson's actually coming back or not. Probably not. So I would say tune in Sunday, but we're not doing a show Sunday or Saturday. So <laughs> pay attention to that. It could be Latavius Murray. If so, that's the only thing you really want from this game. Or hit us up on Twitter and we'll help answer your question. Greg Dolchich. I do like Dolchich, actually. Dolchich has actually been decent. for. He's a, he's a fun play. All right. Bucks <laughs> the Cardinals. 40, yeah, trying to get out of here. 43 and a half. We have two games left. Ryan was 41 and a half. He's looking at game totals. He's I swear to God, I'm not looking. There no, you he's are. Cheating. Bucks at the Cardinals. Bucks are six and a half point favorites on the road. 41 and a half is the game total. Because Ryan's looking at game totals. I'm, I'm keeping it honest. That's, you know how you know? Because I'm wrong. That's yeah. how you know I'm playing by the rules. <laughs> uh, take the under and the Bucks to cover. Start your bucks. Arizona's defense is not good for the Cardinals. It's, I guess, Hopkins, which shouldn't require anything. Yeah, you have a phone. I don't care if it's on your monitor. 
It is a monitor. Also, that's all I have. Yeah, My I don't care what's also, on your monitor. You have yeah, a phone. Also right there. Yeah, no, it's locked. Show me your browsing history on both. Ryan, sure. Ryan, don't show us your browsing history. You know, we want to get flagged for anything. Did you just? You won't get. Where did your mic just go, Dan? Oh, my mic's off. See, my phone. My phone's been off for at least. That's not your six minutes. No, that just 50. means I can do that too, right? I've been on my phone, but I can I have, have been on my phone. Is I can 56 have six minutes. It, no, you have notifications yes, from yes. fifty-six minutes ago. You can open that and relock it, and the notifications don't go away. All right, this what? is the last thing I looked up. Todd Bowles is the last thing I looked up. Oh, oh my god! All I okay. see is a white screen. Anyway, you play your Bucks, Hopkins and Connor. God you, you play Hopkins. You play Connor. Uh, DFS. Who cares? It's Sunday night football. Jesus Christ! Chargers at the Colts. Thirty-nine and a half. No, it's higher. It's the Chargers. Forty-two and a half. Ryan, what's your prediction? Uh, forty-three and a half. He paused and was looking down. Chargers at the Colts. Chargers are three and a half point favorites on the road. Forty three. No, I'm kidding. Forty six and a half is the game total. Give me the Chargers. See, he had to do that so you didn't think he was cheating the last two. <laughs> I'll get him off the scent. This is the last game. This has been a fun night. We should be an lie. odds maker. <laughs> this is what happened. Actually, actually, you, you guys, not see, you guys see my, you guys see how how good I did on tally side this week? No, I finished I top five and like a lot of stats between nice. like money lines and yeah, good. against the spreads. Awesome. You know what? You know why this is a fun show? Because I chugged a PBR with dinner and then I came down here and drank a bomber before we even got to the game previews. <laughs> and <laughs> now I'm already pours a fucking bourbon in. Do you know what else is a fun show? Because we all have fun with each other. Because we have we're having fun. We're we're having fun with each other because we're near the end. So we're starting to not just we're starting to fuck off and we're near the off season. And people are probably having fun like listening to it. They're they're gonna laugh their ass off. That's true. All fifty five people are gonna love this. All right, so you're gonna now. play. You're gonna play Herbert. You're gonna play Ecker. You're gonna play Keenan Allen. You're gonna play Mike Williams. You're gonna play Gerald Everett because he's a tight end. You're gonna no, play Michael not. Pittman. No, you're, you're gonna not. play Deion no, Jackson. No, you're not. No, no I'm you're not, not playing, playing Gerald Everett. Everett. Fine, you're not Hell playing no. Gerald Everett. And I'm probably not uh, playing Deion Jackson because it's gonna be a three-headed fucking mess. Yeah. And that's the show. Thank you guys. Hey, we in the show. DST. Twenty-nine hundred on DFS. Monday Night Football. Showdown slate. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Good luck in week eight. <laughs> Nick. Wait, wow. Where are you, Nick? It's week 15, bud. Where have you been? Was week 16. Where the fuck are you? I'm still living in the past. Love beer. <laughs> oh, damn. That's <laughs> No. Welcome to Beerfield. I am your host, Chris Hopper, as always, joined by Dan Thurry, Ryan Miner. Uh, fantasy football semifinals, guys. You guys ready to do this? You ready to hit all these game previews? You ready to? We're only 38 minutes late. Oh, sweet. Normal start time. All right. Normal cool. start time for us. Uh, let's get into a, <laughs> let's get into a beer preview. Nah. Oh.
Nick, Nick, take us out again, please. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Good luck in week eight. Nick, it's not week eight. Nick is clearly drunk. <laughs> Ryan screen phone. <laughs> It's green froze perfect. I'm about to spit out bourbon through my nose, which would not taste good. Oh my god. <laughs> His computer just